Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is July 28th, a Friday. Good morning. Good morning in the news this morning. There's been another accident in a SEPTA vehicle. This is the fifth in just a week. Jeez. A, a runaway SEPTA trolley crash into a historic home in southwest Philadelphia on Thursday night. I know when they started counting the number of accidents, yeah. and then this morning when I heard fifth, I, like as soon as I heard fifth, I'm like, please don't tell me it's another SEPTA vehicle. But sure enough, it is. Officials said the trolley was out of service when it crashed at about 1045 in the evening near Island and Woodland Avenue. There was a mechanic on board, but no one was driving, according to SEPTA Chief Operating Officer Scott Sauer. They were talking to a guy who's been working with uh, SEPTA for decades, and he says... I've never seen yeah. a week like this. <laughs> never. The trolley was coming from the SEPTA Elmwood Depot, uh, about a half a mile away from the home. Officials said the trolley derailed, struck an SUV, injuring two people inside, and then slammed into a historic home. The woman living inside of the house called 911. SEPTA officials said she was not injured. The mechanic on board did suffer injuries, but he's expected to be okay. The trolley is just about twice as long as the historic home it crashed into. The house, known as the Bluebell Tavern, dates back to 1766. Mm-hmm and was the location of a battle during the Revolutionary War, according to the Darby Creek Valley Association. The oldest section of the structure still stands and was also a main stagecoach road between Philadelphia and the Southern Colonies. SEPTA officials said that they they uh, have been they haven't seen anything like this and that the trolleys are usually reliable. SEPTA <laughs> is now working to get to the bottom of what went wrong. Roads in the area of the crash remain closed this morning. Thursday night's trolley, trolley crash is the fifth SEPTA crash in less than a week. The footage is pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's uh, that you see it plowing into the building, and uh, I saw them interviewing a guy who was like, "Man, it was like the thing came alive." Yes, it, it, like there was no one driving it; it took off on its own. <laughs> I know. Maybe, no it's, a, was maybe it's a transformer, Casey. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Oh what, my god. What's that, no one was, No one was driving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it was just like you know, it. Uh, yeah, it was self aware. It felt left running, out. It, yeah. yeah, there's so many accidents. There's bus accidents. Yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, we're still here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the SEPTA official was saying, though, that these are, are, I mean, obviously you hope all the vehicles are safe, but that they're normally safe because they travel so slow, they make a lot of stops, and yeah. this was going faster than it normally does. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my dad, years ago, was driving across a trolley track and got uh, T-boned by one okay. in, really? in his work van. He was fine. Uh, I don't, like, it was, I was a little bit younger. I was probably, you know, uh, adolescent or whatever and he was i don't recall him ever being injured from it but his van was like completely was like an accordion yeah they can do some damage mm-hmm. do they still have the um cable cars in san francisco do you yeah. Know? oh yeah they yeah. do yeah they okay. do you know because they literally they are dragged by there's a cable that runs underneath that's why they're called cable cars oh and it and it latches on to this cable that's constantly running under the ground it's pretty wild it's not like these that are running on electricity you know what I was, like the guy driving or girl uh driving it, they, it's a whole bunch of like uh, levers that they 
pulls it. It, it, has to, it has to grab onto oh, wow. the cable. Oh. Yeah, but the trolleys, there's a they're over in Europe, Preston, and you've been over there in like Vienna and stuff. You, there's a, a very elaborate trolley system, and so you're, you're you're weighing the pros and the cons. You have that structure above that that mesh of wires, mm-hmm. but they tend to be more quiet. A lot of people use them; they're running constantly. Yeah, and uh, I never saw an accident, or of course I wasn't there for that long. But it seemed like a pretty safe way to go about things. But I didn't realize this story and then uh, a follow-up story how many times there are accidents and collisions involving these things. Uh, So the crash is the fifth SEPTA crash in less than a week. Last Friday, a 72-year-old passenger was killed after a SEPTA bus crashed into the back of another. In total, there have been more than 24 people injured in all of the crashes. The Philadelphia 76ers announced new details about their proposed 76-place arena in Center City. The ownership group claims it will generate more than a billion dollars in new tax revenues for the city, state, and school district over the 30-year lease term. The proposed arena has been a source of contention. It would border Chinatown. Residents and business owners there are worried it will lead to traffic congestion and price uh, price them out of their homes and businesses. Billionaire developer David Edelman, uh, who was a limited partner of the team, spoke to 6ABC and said that they're addressing those concerns. Uh, he also said, we have this robust public transit system. We have access to 9,000 parking spaces within a 10-mile walk, so it's less of a walk than you have from the Broad Street Line to Lincoln Financial Field. And we just learned that the trolleys would drop you off inside your house. (laughs) Chinatown (laughs) residents have been frustrated by what they feel has been a lack of transparency over the project. The 76ers said $800 million will go to the city and an additional $200 million to the school district of Philadelphia. Um, All right, so what I don't know is, footprint-wise, is it going to be any bigger than what's already there? Okay. No, that's exactly what he said. Uh, So he said, I'm not displacing one business, one resident. I'm taking a box, which is an entertainment venue of the mall, and putting another entertainment venue that will be sports and concerts, the same footprint, oh, yeah. Edelman said. I, I guess the main concern is uh, what happens in the interim. While the construction is being done, are you going to be anywhere, want to be anywhere around that place? And then when there are games that are happening, uh, it, it sometimes can um, adversely affect the businesses that are that are there because yeah. you're not going to want to go because 17,000 other people are, are in the same place at the same time. And there are impacts that you can not, you just, no matter how much you research, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't you know until know. it's in place. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly. probably five or six years of construction and and all of that stuff that has to go into it. Again, I've said this before, like, I'm fine either way, but I don't live there and I don't work there. And if I worked there, I'd have some major concerns over the next decade. The $1.3 billion arena, if approved, would sit partially on the site of the Fashion District Philadelphia. Edelman, who is the who is a chairman of the de- development company for the arena, uh, 76 Devco, uh, warned of the consequences if the struggling mall went bankrupt and dark. I'm not displaced. Oh, I said this. Yeah. He's not displaced. Say it again, though, but with an English accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would love to hear your English accent, yes. Kathy. <laughs> Do you have one? You sound like you're from London. It's <laughs> <laughs> uncanny. Nailed it. Uh-uh. I used to, as a kid, I used to do accents. That was like my thing. I would put um, my glasses on. I had these like big glasses. I remember they were red and black. And I would put them on and I would become Mary from Texas or oh Sarah from London. You don't have that on video, do you? Oh, that's the best. Steve, I don't, there's got to be video somewhere oh. of it. I have. A, I still have a whole box in my basement of VHS tapes and I, I want to send them. What's the company? They, they I think um, they run ads on our station. Uh, where memory you, box or something? Something or, like yeah, that. Yeah, where they you, convert all your stuff to. 
uh, digital? Yes. And There's I, a and lot of them. Every so often, I'll go to their website. They have a special going on. I'm like, all right, I got to go through that box. I'm going to send all of them in. All right. And then I never do. Um, but I have to. I'm we'll pay for that. it. If you yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so if approved, the team is aiming to open 76th place during the 2031-32 season. A scratch-off lottery ticket worth $3 million was sold at an Acme in Delaware. Mm-hmm. The winning ticket was sold from a lottery vending machine at the Acme in Upper Darby. The person paid $30 for the Fun Fortune scratch-off ticket from God the Pennsylvania God. Lottery. <laughs> I buy those $30 tickets. Do you? Do? I, I had no idea. There yeah. were, some of them were $30. Bucks. They're $50 ones as well. Are you kidding? Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't do it a lot, but I, I here's the way I sort of look at it. Uh, and I usually do it like on payday. Uh, it, it's like sitting down at a, at a blackjack table and putting $30 on a blackjack. Right. You know? So it, are the different uh, priced ones kind of like the the slot machines when you when you go to uh, a casino you can go play the cheap machines right um, and you're not going to win much but if you if you buck up yeah. and, you, and you play the dollar and five dollar ones you have a better chance of, of winning real money I, I assume yeah. that would be the incentive yeah. right yeah so like if you buy a one dollar ticket like the least amount you're going to win is a is a free ticket mm-hmm. but with a thirty dollar ticket like usually the least amount you're you'll win is you know, well, you'll you'll walk away with thirty bucks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the payoffs are usually pretty good. I've okay. uh, I've won. I think I won like a thousand dollar one. I got my mom one for her birthday last year. She won a couple hundred bucks. You won a thousand dollar one? Yeah. When was that? How long ago was that? Uh, a couple of years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. I remember you ever talking about that. I know. That's awesome. Why you ah, you hoarded wanted, the money. He didn't want to split it with us. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I split a thousand dollars with you guys? Uh, I didn't. I haven't no, bought anything. <laughs> if it was three. Hey, where'd you get that new shirt? I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The winner did show up at the Acme, but has not yet been identified. He or she is said to be a regular shopper at that Acme. Wait a second, Preston. You're wearing a brand new Point Break shirt. Did (laughs) you win a scratch-off, too? I have nothing to say. Okay. Uh-huh. Hearing the news had many other customers trying to figure out who in their neighborhood is $3 million richer. So <laughs> is 50 the, the, the top level? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Case, now, it was reported on Fox 29 that there are supposedly three more $3 million scratch-off tickets, but I don't know if that means for that game at that store. Like in, in the circulation. Right, yeah. right. What you, okay. What you can do, and, and, and sometimes I will, uh, because there are... Counterfeit. Well, no, no, no. As as one scratch-off is, is uh, fading away, uh, they'll bring a new one in, right? So you can go to PALottery.com. You can ch- uh, click on that particular ticket. You can see how many grand prizes are left. How All many, right. yeah. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. So, mm-hmm. But there is a finite number of these in circulation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there's a finite amount of winners. And they, they uh, as far as, um, like winners left. Those that's just like the the tickets that have been uh, claimed. You know what I mean? They're, yes. Yeah. So it might say there's three winners left, but somebody might be sitting on a winner and. Uh, Chicken and dinner. And, and chicken dinner. Yeah. Also, um, I've been seeing a lot more people at these vending machines. I was at Wawa. There was a line. I thought it was the line to check out. It wasn't. It was for the lottery ticket vending machine. Well, yeah. Kathy, the Sunoco near me has like 400 machines. Yeah. And it, you would think there's a concert going on. Every time you go in there, there's yeah. there are literally oh, I, people lined up <laughs> for these friggin' things. I get so confused. I'm yeah. like, I have no idea I have no what idea. Buying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so another chance to become. You still a, sell gas. Yeah, another chance to become a millionaire tonight's Mega Million is approaching a billion dollars. Right now, it's up to nine hundred and ten million dollars. Wow! And the next drawing is tonight at eleven o'clock. In sports this morning. Oh! 
The Phillies were off last night and traveled to Pittsburgh to open up a weekend series against the Pirates tonight. With 60 games remaining in the regular season, the Phillies are in second place in the National League East, 10 games behind the Braves, and are tied with the Cincinnati Reds for the third wild card spot in the National League. Zach Wheeler will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. Angels superstar Shohei Otani made history yesterday in a doubleheader against the Tigers in Detroit. He pitched a one-hit complete game oh shutout to win game one as a pitcher. Then in game two, he returned to his role as a designated hitter, hitting two home runs to increase his major league leading total to 38 before leaving the game with cramps. Oh my God. And like, there was talk about, you know, trading for him, but they're actually winning now. So they're they're buyers and not sellers anymore. Mm -hmm. Otani became the first player in major league history to throw a shutout in one half of a doubleheader and hit two home runs in the other. (laughs) And at the Women's World Cup, the Americans won't play again until Tuesday when they'll take on Portugal in the group finale in Auckland. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kat. And I'll add also the uh, the Union and uh, yeah. Wrexham yes. play tonight. Tonight. That's the game. The Friendly uh, is happening at right. Subaru Park. I have no idea if there are tickets remaining, but if there are, you ought to get them. You ought to go. Uh, Rob's in town. We're actually going to talk to him later on today. Rob McElhenney, uh, of course, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a friend of our program. Um, but uh, it's going to be a great night to be out at Subaru Park. Going to be toasty. Going to wear my tuxedo. Uh, yeah, it should be nice. Oh. Why not? It's a formal affair. So um, we welcome you to Friday morning, giving away our Word of the Week prize this morning. Morning, and it's a VIP setup for uh, the Godsmack and Stained show tonight, along with an autographed guitar and this whole deal. So uh, make sure you're with us till the end of the program. And also, we have a variety of things that we need to give away at some point before the show is up today. We also have a guest joining us, and it will be Mr. Orlando Jones. He's checking in the nine o'clock hour, and he's got a film out. It's a horror movie called Till Death Do Us Part. It's coming out on August 4th, so we'll spend some time chatting with him. And other than that, we have uh, our regular Friday stuff. Yes. Today. So, uh, and there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff. So why don't we take a break, come back in a second. We have the entertainment report. Um, unfortunately, we had another uh, rock star pass. Yeah. We'll get to that. And uh, an update on BAM, Margera, as well, a few other things. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, so we're going to pose a stupid question, give away a $50 Metro Diner dining card. And the question is, which country does the chorizo sausage originate from? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Pierre's favorite. Pierre knows the answer to this. <laughs> he accidentally ate one of uh-huh. time, then- one time, not knowing that it was sausage. <laughs> Every time I see it on a menu, I think of Pierre. Pierre, okay. right. sorry. Let's see if we can get the answer. I have a, uh, some birthdays to go through. It's already 645, so I want to kind of zip through these if you guys don't mind. Uh, it is the 28th day of July, and Elizabeth Berkeley has her birthday today. Mm. Believe it or not, Saved by the Bell alum, Elizabeth Berkeley is right on the edge of 50. She's 49 years old. Oh, my old. God. She was in there the reboot yeah. on Peacock, and she's so excited. Yeah, she is so excited. Yes. She, that's right. She's so scared, too. Uh, she's 49 today. Happy birthday Wait, to Elizabeth Berkeley. I have her as 51, and, and your prep service is 49. Uh, yeah. No, look here. It says, uh, right there, uh, age 49. Because on IMDb, it says, uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. That's okay. Here it says 51, but whatever. Yeah. those people? Whatever. She's, uh, let's call her 50. We'll split the difference. (laughs) How about that? Who actually cares? Uh, it's also Bill Bradley's birthday today. Hall of Fame NBA player, former New Jersey senator, and he turns 80 today. Uh, Jim Davis, who brought us Garfield. I love Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Garfield was a fun, uh, strip. Uh, he is 78 years old. Lori Laughlin. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Full house is Becky convict, and uh, <laughs> yep, she's uh, she's uh, an ex con at this point, trying to get her life back on track. It's hard uh, celebrating her 59th birthday today. Uh, it's also Sally Struthers' birthday uh, from just, All in the Family. Just watching Sally Struthers' clip for some reason, it ended up in on, on a TikTok video from Family. Um, I don't know why, but I just saw this. My friends and I used to have a funny way of saying her name, which was. Sally Struthers. <laughs> uh, we would always say that, and there was a restaurant in St. Louis, and we say, "Hey, let's meet Sally Struthers in Oti Hodges Chili Parlor." It's <laughs> very Carol Channing. No, yeah, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> She's seventy-six, by the way. Today. Uh, Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach celebrates. Uh, yeah, there you go. Two pieces. This is my last. Uh, he turns forty-seven years old today. A very impressive collection of cold sores. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, was that the was guy. Him. That's right. He was back at the MM barbecue hitting on Lauren Harris with yep. the cold sores on his face. Yep, he had uh, some Th- kind of herpes thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I was standing right there, and he said. Uh, I forget. I forget exactly how he said it, but he basically said there was none down his pants. Oh, yeah. oh okay. God. Yeah, yeah. What girl does want to hear that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She always going out and There's none of it on my balls. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, Dustin Milligan, who is on uh, 90210 and also uh, S's Creek. Yes. Okay. I didn't watch oh, um, yeah, the Andy, show. Andy's boyfriend for okay. most of the show, yeah. Uh, he turns 38 years old today. And then the last birthday, a tall drink of water, Hannah Waddingham. She plays Rebecca I on Ted Lasso. She's the best. She's great. She is great. so great. And she, I, I watched her. Well, <laughs> there is, uh, in the last season, there is a scene where, uh, so, so I always loved that whatever face work she has done, she's doing it really well. She's not going over the top. She's yeah. got a little something going on, but nothing crazy. But there is a scene in uh, the last season where her eyebrows are literally in the middle oh, of her forehead <laughs> for like one scene, and then they switch to Keely, and then they go 
back to her yeah. and they're normal. So like huh. it calmed down, whatever it was, or they refilmed it or something. The thing about her and, and Juno Temple, Temple who plays uh, Keely is they are just, they're are one dental procedure away from being perfectly gorgeous. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have the English teeth yeah. and that's the only thing. Uh, but I, I love her. Yeah, I she's love fantastic. Too. Her moment, oh, there is a moment that she is a major part of in the Ted Lasso series that is one of my favorite moments where she finally goes down to him yep. and cops to the whole plan yeah. of embarrassing her husband. It's, it's such a beautiful scene. It's near the end of season yeah, one, right. and I'm telling you what, I get choked up yeah. even when I think about it, and that's that's when she really it's shows great. who she is. But you know who also she is is in uh, Game of Thrones. She's shame. 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 Ah, oh, nice. That's, uh, that is her. And uh, there was something else I was going to say about She's her. also a uh, wee doggy. <laughs> no, she I didn't know no, she's her. not. That, that's she's her. not the wee not that guy. Yeah, and she's also I thought that was her. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? It is not very talented. Uh, yeah, she celebrates her 49th <laughs> birthday today. Hannah Waddingham. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, you owe it to yourself to do it. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Which country does a chorizo sausage originate from? We will go to Sarah and see if we can get an answer. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. No, we we need to know what country does chorizo sausage originate from? Spain. Spain is correct. I thought it was Mexico. Hang on, Sarah. We are going to give you a $50 Metro Diner card. And Metro Diner has launched a summer of waffles. And it's their season devoted to the savory sweet breakfast classic. Uh, earn a dining discount and prices by uh, taking a summer waffle staycation at your local Metro Diner. You can visit Metro Diner. Dot com for details. I'm making waffles. All right, let's uh, get into some of the stories. We're going to start with this unfortunate one. Randy Meisner, uh, the retired co-founding member of the Eagles, has passed away. He was 77 years old. Uh, a statement was released last Thursday. Uh, he passed away in Los Angeles on Wednesday night due to complications from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Here's him hitting these high notes. He could hit those. Peter Joel's, yeah, yeah, Randy. <laughs> wow. Uh, the bass along with Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and Bernie Leadon uh, formed the Eagles in 1971. He co-wrote that song, Take It to the Limit, uh, and of course contributed to several other of the band's most beloved albums, including Desperado, Eagles, On the Border, One of These Nights in Hotel California. That's such great stuff. Uh, the band posted in part saying, Randy was an integral part of the Eagles and instrumental in the early success of the band. His vocal range was astonishing, as is evident on his signature ballad, Take It to the Limit. Don Felder once called him the sweetest man in the music business. Uh, prior to his success with the Eagles, um, he was bassist for the band Poco, and he was also in Rick Nelson's Stone Canyon Band in the late 60s. I love Poco, too. Uh, in the early 80s, <clears throat> he charted solo songs on the Billboard charts, including a song called Deep Inside My Heart. It was a duet with Kim Carnes mm. and Hearts on Fire as well. The high harmony vocalist also played and sang on other artists' records, including uh, James 
Taylor's Sweet Baby James album. Uh, in uh, 1998, when the Eagles were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he performed Take It Easy and Hotel California with them as well. He was married twice. Uh, first time he was still in his teens, and then he was married to his second wife until she passed away in 2016. And that was a bizarre incident. It was, yeah, good, the gun discharge. And, and it was inside of a case. Yeah. Somehow or another, it was loaded, and it shot through the case and killed her, and he was cleared. You know, they weren't, because yes. I think they may have been arguing or something, but it was very, very strange. Uh, but sad news to hear, Randy Meisner, uh, 77 years old, and uh, he had three children. Um, I have some other news to pass along. Pam Margera returned to Westchester yesterday, appearing before Chester County Judge uh, to answer to charges stemming from the allegations that he assaulted his brother and made terroristic threats toward other family members. He was wearing a suit, had lawyers there. He strode into the uh, Justice Center smiling, stopping to pose for photos. Um, He uh, flew in from California the morning of the hearing um, and said he intended to fly right back to his home in San Diego. But after learning that Bam had failed to check in regularly with his pretrial officer and had not yet submitted his drug and alcohol evaluation to the court, the judge had other plans, ordering him to remain within the five-county Philadelphia region yeah. until the case against him was resolved and to report to a rehabilitation center in Devon by this morning. So the, huh? the judge said, you ain't going anywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, the judge said, everyone's here for you, sir. They there are many people who sit in your chair who have no one. Remember that. Uh, and he motioned to Bam's family, who was in the court, uh, before holding over a misdemeanor count of assault and two counts of making terroristic threats. In addition to sending him to the treatment facility, uh, he also ordered Bam to cooperate with random drug and alcohol screenings and to avoid criminal contact uh, with uh, with his brother Jesse and uh, his brother's girlfriend. Uh, he is free on a $50,000 unsecured bail. So Jesse um, took the stand uh, and said a few things. He, he said, I just want my brother back. He said, I want him to be well again. Yes. Um, and he, then he kind of recounted what happened and I'm going to go through a little bit of this, yeah, not yeah. all of it. Uh, but he was in town visiting his family for a couple of weeks. He was, uh, staying at, uh, you know, the house known as Castle Bam. Uh, and Jesse said it was pretty chill for the first few days and then it started getting really bad. Uh, Bam began partying with friends. He said he seemed more inebriated. His behavior started getting more and more frightening. Uh, and he added that his children, Jesse's children were supposed to visit for the weekend, but, uh, he no longer felt comfortable having them in the home, and he said, you don't know if he's going to tell you a funny story or stab you with a broken whiskey bottle. And the morning of the alleged assault, he awoke, found a note that was signed uh, by Bam outside his door, threatening him if he even thought about calling police. Uh, Jesse said he then walked downstairs to find his brother writing, quote, his own alphabet on the kitchen table in a language that he had developed. Yeah, he's been working on this stuff for years. And uh, talking to someone who wasn't there, he said. Uh, After Bam saw a text on his brother's phone from a friend suggesting that he be placed in a psychiatric hospital, Jesse said his younger brother repeatedly punched him, scraping his nose with his rings and rupturing Jesse's eardrum, which he said leaked fluid for two weeks. Bam also uh, urinated in the kitchen sink. That's my move. Yeah, Yeah, you do that, man. That's that's not that bad. And had uh, (laughs) smashed a bunch of stuff, his brother said, including a guitar once belonging to Billy Idol, which was a gift from Bam to uh, to April, to his mom. 
According to his brother, Bam had threatened that weekend to, quote, put a bullet in the head of Jesse and their parents and put a bear trap on the leg of Jesse's girlfriend, who eventually ended up calling the police. And then I, we know what happened after. We were watching some of the footage. I didn't realize that Phil is a wheelchair bound. <gasps> oh, yeah, really? Yeah. 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 That's all about Oh, get out. Is he still big? He's yeah. huge. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, in, the judge seemed like... Uh, like he's trying to help, you know, yeah, like sure. saying that you can't get back on a plane, you can't go there, like, it, it, you know, pointing out that his family was there and that people who are often in his situation don't have family backing him in the courtroom. So yeah. it seemed like this guy was trying to help get him into rehab. And I'm sure he is. Yeah. The best we'll see. Guy. We will see, man. You know, maybe, maybe it'll be different coming from here. You yes. Know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe something will happen because he's around here, but it's hard to say because right? there are enablers around, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the romance rumors surrounding Ariana Grande and her Wicked co-star Ethan Slater have all but been confirmed as true. And Slater's wife, Lily J, Lily. Uh, whom he filed for divorce from on Wednesday, spoke with Page Six about the pair's relationship. And she said, Ariana's the story, really. Not a girl's girl. Um, she said, my family is just collateral damage. Uh, she added that she's focused on being a good mom to the child she welcomed with Slater last year. <laughs> and that the story is her and Dalton referring to Grande's split from her husband. I thought he'd be bigger. Dalton <laughs> Gomez. Back off, man. Yeah. Seriously. Um, don't hurt. <laughs> be nice. So... <laughs> Um. Yeah, it sucks, uh, man. It yeah, sucks totally. for her. She was devastated. Everything I've read in inter- interviews with her it came out of the blue. So Ariana Grande enters this guy's life, and he just says, "Okay, I'm done with this," and moves on. I hear Ariana is a bit snooty. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I somebody emailed me years ago. Uh, that was a uh, her daughter was an early, early fan of Ariana, but before she became super duper famous, and would go and support events when no one else was there, hardly anybody was there, and they right. got to know each other, and then once. She hit like the uh, Ariana started just see ya, ignoring them, and was kind of rude. Yeah. That's what, yeah, totally Get out of there. That was it. So. Remember that footage of her licking don- a donut? And yeah, it, yeah, I remember that. All right, so the the Walking Dead actress Alexa Nicholas, uh, I had to look her up. Uh, she's a younger cast member. Uh, further described Jonah Hill allegedly slamming her into a door and kissing her when she was a teenager on Wednesday, Wednesday's Off the Rails podcast. Uh, this incident allegedly took place at Justin Long's house during a party in 2008. She said, he didn't say anything. He just slams me across the door. He just puts his tongue right in my mouth. And I just remember it moving around. It was really intense. And she said, I just remember being startled and kind of just grossed out. And I tried to put him away, and I did actually, and he ended up backing away, and I remember turning around and running upstairs. So I'm trying to follow all this stuff that's going on here with uh, this Jonah Hill stuff. You know, there, there were, there were apparently there's a text exchange. Is this the same person? No, it's a different person. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm like, and and uh, the the text stuff didn't seem that bad, but some of this other stuff seems like. It's certainly caddish at, you know, uh, this level. I, I haven't seen anyone come forth with like a Marilyn Manson charge. Right, right. Um, and he's obviously he's uh, he struggles with his own uh, yeah. mental demons because uh, he had the uh, uh, the documentary uh, on Netflix with about his, his, uh, his, his uh, therapist. Yeah. Stutz, and, right? Is that what that was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Studdits. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched some of it. It was I meant to get back to it. There's some the guy's a great therapist. I think that's why the, the text exchange bothered me so much because he was 
really being manipulative uh, with his ex-girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he was using like psychological terms in order to gaslight her. And and it, I don't know, it just it it wasn't physical abuse, but it was definitely mental abuse. Mm. Uh, so this gal, I, had a I little... didn't see the text. What was he saying? He was trying to control her in ways that were. Um, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak, and I don't want to derail the conversation. Yeah. You know what, Nick? You, you, I guarantee you there are text exchanges like that on countless phones across the country, but brought, but dragged into the light. Yeah. It doesn't make it right by any stretch of the imagination, but you see it in the framework of him, and it's like, eh, that's yeah. kind of, that's not good. It was, it was skeezy. And yeah. the, the things that he was doing to her, and then she didn't, she didn't realize it at the time, and then she sort of looked back on it, and, and after they had broken up, that's why she released these things, and releasing them to the public is also its own issue, you know? So there's, there's, a, it was complicated, um, but he really was being pretty, um, I don't know, seedy with her. Okay. He should talk to OJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that guy knows how to handle things. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on to Lisa Rinna. Yes. Uh, she recently celebrated her 60th birthday and gave her two cents on the matter of Albert Alar, Days of Our Lives director and co-executive producer, being subject to an internal investigation for accusations of misconduct. Uh, the actress wrote uh, with a photo of him on her Instagram story, Karma is a bitch, and later added, well, this took a long time. The last time I went over there and did that week on Peacock, I couldn't believe the work environment. She said it was disgusting. I was shocked. I let many people know, Albert included, and they didn't do anything until now, it seems. Um, she, from me, you, <laughs> you disgusting, <sighs> disgusting beast. She was a cast staple and began a role in the 90s and later reprised a role in the 2000s and then appeared for a week in 2018. Um, so she further explained herself, uh, saying, I went back to play Billy in 2021 for Days of Our Lives beyond Salem. For one week only, I was shocked by the hostile environment that it had become, and I was afraid for the young actors who had to continue to work there. She said, I went to the producer. I even spoke with Sony HR. I wonder where the union is now. Uh, I wonder where the union is in this and how this was left unchecked. He was subjected to an investigation after layoffs in March, which some claimed unfairly targeted female employees. As the investigation continued, more allegations came out uh, of Alar displaying inappropriate behavior, bullying, making crass and vulgar remarks, and even groping female crew members. Uh, He has allegedly admitted to some of the misconduct, but not not all of it. So um, they are going to, I guess, look deeper into the... The issue, the uh, Corday production said that they how, are. How many soap operas are currently in production? Handling things. How many, this is a good question. How many soap operas exist? Yeah. It used to be all that was on, and now maybe, are there two? Yeah, you'd be hard for us to find them at any any time. Uh, a couple other quick things, and then we'll move on to some uh, clips and whatnot. Uh, according to the New York Post, Tina Fey might be returning to Saturday Night Live to fill in for Lorne Michaels after he retires. Whoa! Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I would uh, give that a thumbs up, right? Yeah. Uh, source told the outlet that she is being courted for the executive producer role. However, Michaels... Are they going to give her an office? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, probably, you know? right? Yeah. Uh, however, Michaels told the New York Times in an interview last year that he has no plans to retire. But, I mean, it's not happen. at some point, you know, you hang it up. So we'll My see. daughter just, uh, she's following in the footsteps of Tina Fey. She, uh, she's wrapping up a production with uh, Summer Stage at Upper Derby High School. There you go. And that's something that Tina Fey had oh. done when she was growing up in the area. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, and then one last thing. The grandson of J. Robert Oppenheimer, Charles Oppenheimer, spoke with Time Bank. Uh, to Time Magazine recently about a scene in the new movie uh, that he takes issue with. Uh, in Oppenheimer, a young J. Robert Oppenheimer 
poisons an apple on his professor's desk after the pair get into a heated exchange. However, Charles claims this is not historically accurate. He said there's no record of him trying to kill somebody. I uh, said that's a real serious accusation and it's historical revision. There's not a single enemy or friend of Robert Oppenheimer who heard that during his life and considered it to be true. So he also had an issue with a scene where uh, Oppenheimer chases this uh, legendary wave down to Australia, Preston. <laughs> the 50-year yeah, storm yeah. for real? <laughs> right. And uh, he says that never happened. I had no idea. Bells, Australia. Wow. Okay, Bells Beach. Yeah. All right. Um, it's Friday. That means movies. Oh, movies. Goodness. Begin with the Haunted Mansion, a fantasy comedy uh, starring Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, and others. A woman and her son enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. Wow. Two hours and two minutes long, rated PG-13. It is a wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score at 40%. All right, you know what's fun? So you did the Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yesterday, I'm just flipping through channels because I'm a channel surfer, and and Marley and me came on. So uh, Caroline was there. She'd never seen it. Did you watch it? So we again? started watching it. I had to leave. So, so, so I left, okay? Yeah. And later on, I come home and Caroline goes, this is a picture of me at the end of Marley and me. Oh. She's got tears running oh down her God. face. Oh. It'll, it'll kill you. I know. It'll kill you. Know, uh, it'll, you, know, know. And, uh, you know what will do it another one? Uh, the, the Art of Racing in the Rain. Have you watched that? No. Uh-uh. It is another one on that level. If you are not a ball of tears by the end of that movie, because it's still related again. Okay. Yeah. I didn't cry at Marley and me. <laughs> you laughed. Really? No. When is this thing going to die? It, it was a decent movie, but I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. Well, yeah. It was. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's getting all over the place. It's it's a, it's a lovely film. Yeah, yeah I actually. cried reading the book, and I was surprised at that. The book and too. then not only that, not just when he dies, but there's a point where uh, uh, his wife has a miscarriage. Huh? Yes. And the dog. Like it's like he knows this, and he comes and he puts his head on her lap, and not because I he was gonna die, I was yeah. like, "Don't say that about you!" Don't understand. We had the author of that book in the studio, John yes. Brogan. He yeah, wrote, yeah, he wrote a second book. He's a, a lot of Philly ties. Yeah, inquirer writer. I, I, yeah. I read that book. It's called "The Longest Ride Home" yeah, or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, it's a really, that's a sad one too. Is, man. Yeah. Tremendously sad. That's his. Da- um, he talks about his childhood and his dad passing and yeah. getting uh, you know getting older. He's a really great. Writer. He is. He is. I wonder if he's done anything lately. All right. Um, other film opening. Uh, one other one. Susie Searches. It's comedy and mystery starring uh, Kiersey Clemens. She's the um, the uh, beginning love interest in the Justice League. The Flash saves her in that in Zack Snyder's cut. Oh, okay. in the car. That's her. Uh, Alex Wolf and Jim Gaffigan as well. How far will the podcaster go to capture her audience? Susie, an awkward college student with a failing true crime podcast seizes the opportunity to boost her campus and online popularity by solving the mystery of the missing hometown heartthrob. Sounds like a Nancy Drew type thing. Uh, but things take a dark turn as Susie digs out of the uh, digs out the truth and soon finds herself in over her head. It is an hour and 45 minutes long. Steve, I didn't get the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, remember I, it? I think it was like a, like a 48%. Okay. All right. So I... mid-level. All right. And uh, now we can do the clips. 
you missed one. There's another review. Uh, I must uh, I, it must not have printed up. That horror movie we were talking about. Oh. oh. Uh, the uh, one with the hand? I will call it up right now if you All got right. a second. Yeah, sure. Hold the phone. Hold the tempo. Hold the phone. Hold it me. is called um, Talk to Me. It's a horror you were mentioning yesterday. Sophie Wilde, Miranda Otto, and Joe Bird. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far. An hour and 34 minutes. Rated R. White Theater release. Rotten Tomatoes, Preston? Yeah. 94%. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so they've been the, the, the little uh, flashes of... Of, of reviews that have been popping up for this are like, you know, scariest movie in decades yeah, and yeah. blah, 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 and all that stuff. So, all right. That's a solid review. All right. Let's now do the clips. Here we go. Uh, so, Jackie Chan has teamed up with John Cena for a new movie called Hidden Strike. And in this clip, Cena talks about moving to China, immersing himself into the culture during filming. This, for me, is a wonderful opportunity to become accustomed to a new culture, uh, to learn from so many great people and um, study under the greatest of all time. Hidden Strike <laughs> arrives on Netflix today in the U.S., by the way. After a huge successful run in the box office, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is now streaming on digital. And here, director Stephen Cappell Jr. Uh, uh, ta- looks back on the movie's release and ahead to the franchise's future. Here we go. Now, we put a lot into it, and uh, I'm excited for where the franchise is going to go in the future. Um, there's a lot of places it could go, but uh, just the setup and the foundation we've done in this movie, and people are now relating to the characters. And, you know, I feel like we got to get, we gained a few fans back, you know, that maybe have drifted. Like, I'm really hyped for what we can do. Shut up, dummy. Um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is out now on Paramount+. Plus. So this is popular because it deals with that part in the Transformers history or lore where there were they were animals. Dinobo- yeah, yeah. yeah, like Dinobots right, and insecticides. Right. right. Um, all right, that's uh, the entertainment report, friends. So we have some <laughs> stuff going on today. What? Not, not insecticides. Not insect- insect- insecticides is what you use to kill bugs. Yeah. But yes, I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> Insecticons. 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 Yeah. Right, and douchebags. I just yeah. need dildos. I just need some resolution on <laughs> yeah, this before yeah. I move on. Uh, Dildacons. Okay. Uh, outside of Dildacons and, and Vibratobots and all that stuff and GoBots and whatever else we're doing here, uh, we do have uh, Orlando Jones going to be joining us on the program. And our friends from Jersey Mike's have arrived. So we have some giveaways in conjunction with them stopping by today. So we'll get you set for that. And. Uh, Definitely got to do the kind of sorts. We have to. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll get into all of this stuff on our Friday morning together. Hang out, why don't you? The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to do the junk drawer, which is something uh, we normally do a little bit later in the program. Press clean and out of junk drawer. Getting things out of the junk drawer. Finding stuff here in the junk drawer. Thank you, Kyle. My favorite jingle. <laughs> May I throw something into the junk drawer initially? Well, that's what we're going to start with. Okay. Yeah, we're going to play this audio awesome. clip yes. that you sent over. So uh, Lizzo, the uh, the singer, uh, has uh, put together this piece of music, Steve, and you can explain where this came so from. So she's at Hobbit Town in New Zealand, which mm-hmm. is the, the, the site where they shot the Hobbit Village. And, you know, and you, she plays this music and you'll instantly recognize it. She's super talented. And it's just a little small piece of music. But I thought, I love this. Was she, um, is she doing a, her concert tour there or something? I don't know what she said. I assume she okay. is on concert. But she's standing in the opening of the doorway to one of the actual Hobbit Town uh, homes okay. that they use for the movie. And you'll recognize this. All right, here we go. 
that her singing? That's her playing the flute. Oh. So she's playing a, uh, a recorder. Uh, she's pretty damn good on that she, thing. She's, she's well versed in a number of different. That's how she got her start. Yeah, was uh, she's a flautist. Get out of here! You yeah. know, yeah. 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 I know. I, I know nothing about Lizzo other than she's got a great voice, uh, really fun songs. Yeah, she was like in the high school band, and she was a really good flautist. Yeah, she plays up. sometimes. Or she plays on almost stage. every show. Yeah, in fact, yeah. she played. It was a historic. What, what was the flute? Nick, they gave it. It to was her. like a John Adams flute, right? right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's super accomplished. Reads, writes music, all that stuff. Perhaps. But I've so, never so heard. Hold, a... hold on, does she play? Does she play the flute or the recorder or both? Both. 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 Okay. And it was James Madison's flute uh, that was literally James Madison. Madison's when he was president, and she played <laughs> oh. it at the Library of Congress. Okay. I had no idea that uh, a flu- uh, a recorder. A, I didn't know she could play the re- recorder, but uh, I didn't know it, it could sound so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know, because listen, I we we all played recorders in school. It's I, I sucked, uh-huh. and and when you especially when you try to hit the lower notes, it's like you have to barely breathe into that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or mm-hmm. it starts. You know, uh, you get these harmonics and stuff that are that are really weird. So. Um, that's cool. It's nice. like such a wonderful, iconic piece of music. We use it all the time. Uh, that we do. Yep. Yes, I, we do, Preston. <laughs> are you a fan of Lizzo? Uh, I love Lizzo. Oh. People don't realize he's multiverse to all sorts of instruments and forms of entertainment. Baby, how you doing? And baby got back. <laughs> Uh, had no idea. Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. A fan of Lizzo. Big so. fan. Wow. All right. Uh, let me go into the junk drawer here and see what I can find. There's some, there's some local stories interspersed oh. in here as well. But Wait a second. No, it's not City Beat. All right. I'm, we, I don't like these blurring of the lines we here. <laughs> we did that yesterday. But uh, we'll start with one that is not local. Uh, and this is interesting. So you spend a lot of money uh, for your kids to go to college, obviously. Uh, but if you think the tuition is all they're spending money on, some parents are shelling out up to $4,000 just to get their daughters into their dream sororities. Oh, my God. Like no. like the parents you, are in the sorority? This is, this is th- there are sororities. Sorority consultants. Are you kidding me? Who offer admissions advice and coaching services to aspiring members. This has got to be for those giant schools. Uh, the consultants. It's for community colleges. Coach <laughs> aspiring sorority members on what to wear, how to behave, and how to manage their social media presence. Oh, see, I, okay, I was thinking it was more that the parents were trying to get their kids into the sorority that the parents were in when they went to college. No, maybe, maybe. it could be. Part of that. Uh, why don't they just pretend they're on the rowing team, Preston? That's no. the yeah. <laughs> do that. That's yeah. how you do it. But uh, it, um, are there, do parents have any influence if they uh, were in a legacy. sorority? Like a legacy? Like a legacy. Yeah. Not yeah. really. You I mean, gotta let him in. He's legacy. <laughs> Not really. But I mean, they might look at that for you. Like, it just depends on the people who are making the decision and whether or not they care about that. So, Stacey Dameron, the founder Everybody of the... Everybody thought the stork was brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Stacia Dameron, the founder of the sorority consulting company called Hiking in Heels, uh, said that the sorority missions are just as competitive as those for top colleges. She said, my boyfriend went to Stanford, and he said, this is more complicated than getting a Stanford MBA. So I've I've heard it said that uh, it is those frat and sorority relationships that you forge in those years 
that can benefit you career-wise throughout the rest of your life. I don't know of any personal experience or anybody that I know has had that, but I've heard it said. And when they review college. Well, because there's like, there's a connection. If, if mm-hmm. you, you know, right. meet somebody, like when my aunt and I found out we were in the same sorority, not right. job-wise, but it was, we were like, oh, oh we did the secret handshake. My my family was laughing at yeah. us. And it doesn't mean anything. It was just like funny to find out that, you know, we thought it was fun. No, but you will, I think, offer up some type of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like preferential treatment. Some poon tank. No, <laughs> a preferential treatment. It's some, some accommodation. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. For someone who is a fellow brother or yeah. sister of yeah. a sorority or fraternity. You're in this... You're yeah. in this club, right? Yeah. Kathy, what sorority were you in? Uh, I was Zeta Tau Alpha. And were there any famous Zeta Tau Alphas in the world that oh, you learned you know about? What? Yeah, I think there was. And I for- I, I want to say it was like... Casey Anthony? No. Uh... <laughs> well, while you're thinking, I, I was in uh, Kappa Sigma when I was in... And Jimmy Buffett was a Kappa Sig. Oh, wow. Uh, Bob Dole was a Kappa Sig. And so you just... And it's a, it's a national Bob fraternity. Bob Dole likes party. Yeah, Bob Dole <laughs> likes a drink. Bob Dole likes keg stands. <laughs> But it's it is a connection that you make for your, first for me, Steve. It had uh, absolutely zero to do with my career, but I will be lifelong friends with those guys. So they, for me, that's um, an important part of my social. But life. But that is an aspect of this, right? Where you, where you where people look to get into specific sorority, right? Am, am, am well, I, for business reasons, for, for business purposes, I didn't. Okay, no. but but Kappa Sig at Bucknell, mm-hmm. it would be more. There would be more of a connection if somebody said I was. You know, Bucknell Capasig as opposed to Capasig and, you know, some other sure. state. Yeah. Right? Yeah, here's a, I drove across the country in, uh, in one Hobbit summer. Town. And I uh, didn't stop at Hobbitown because that's <laughs> a, you gotta, you can't drive there. Um, uh, but I stayed in Capasigs across the country because they were fraternity brothers. And you go up and you do oh, the silly really? little secret handshake. And, and that's part go. of it, right? They, they yeah. are, they're cool. beholding to, uh, to yeah. give you accommodation if you need it. I maybe. took my son down to UVA to visit a couple of weeks ago and, uh, my fraternity was founded at the University of Virginia. And there's a plaque there that says Cabo Sigmund was founded here in whatever year, 1846 or whatever. And uh, so that it like, look, the further you get away from college, the less any of that stuff matters at all. But it is something that, that threads through your life. Okay. I also don't think that there are very many college kids who are joining a fraternity or sorority thinking of business later yeah. in life. Right. You're but, picking but, the I, people I, that you became friends with and who look the most, and you're joining a club to hang out. So, at the, But at the parents' direction, but if your parents tried to direct you towards a sorority... I would have went to the other right, sorority. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I also I think that uh, fraternities and sororities in northern schools are different like if you go to University of Alabama or right, whatever, yeah, yeah. and like that, those are legacies, and and you know Tennessee okay, yeah. and whatever. Like those things, if the mom was a, a tri-delt, then the daughter was going to be a tri-delt. The okay. debutantes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but the the people are spending uh, a large sum of money for consultants mm. on how to uh, you know get into the organization you want to be in. Was that there was for a while? It was all over social media. I guess a lot of uh, footage had leaked of these. Of these videos that I, I guess they were pledging or whatever, where they do the "Hi, I'm Tammy," but whatever. <laughs> oh, they're they're trying to get their bids for exactly, mm-hmm. and that I, I I'm unfamiliar with that process at all. I well, went me to too. a commuter I mean, school. I there was no frats or sororities or anything. I mean, I listen. I went to a science, a very small school, and we did at that point have a Greek life. I don't. They're yeah. really doing away with it there. But um, but my Greek experience, I think, is way different than than most. Like we didn't have your classic fraternity houses, sorority houses the way that, uh, you know, Nick did at Bucknell. Or, you know, my nephew is, uh, he's in a fraternity at the University of Alabama. Is that a huge deal for him? 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I would think so in a Southern school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, dude, they're like, but their dues are insanely expensive. We How need much? dues. I, I, I don't, like thousands of dollars. Like, I think we pay like 75 bucks and, and that paid for your natural <laughs> yeah. life for the semester. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you got a car. Case, I was yeah. driving by uh, Ursinus the uh, day before yesterday, and I haven't driven by there in a while, and some of those buildings the, the, across the street from the... Uh, That's where I lived, yeah. Okay, so those look like fraternity houses. Yeah, but so they are... Not classic fraternity houses in the sense that, like, oh, well, this is the Sigro house and it always has been and always will be. Uh-huh. Uh, like, our house, I think maybe like the lacrosse team lives there now or whatever. Um, they're owned by the school. Like, so the fraternity doesn't own them. You have to, you know, you guys, them and- you, you used to sleep in the gym, right? And then the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, that's it's- when the Alpha Betas burn their house down. <laughs> but like my, and I think Nick, you had the same situation at your school. My nephew, they have like a house mom who like cooks some breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wait, you had a house. Yours no, had a house no, no, mom? no. We oh. had a, a cook, and his name was George Kitchens, uh, and also he was somehow tied to the Central PA Mafia. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What do you want for breakfast? Well, well Steve, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a quick Why story. Why don't you go buy? that so uh we would have to pay dues every month every semester as well and uh george would take all of the money at the beginning of the semester oh boy and uh often take it to the track so there were oh God, there were weeks serious? where we ate really well right. and then there were other weeks where what are we having for dinner tonight george side dishes <laughs> and we'd like, hey nikki that's uh that's caviar <laughs> we would get you know we get trifecta we get steaks on the uh on the nights where he did oh well on the track God. that's yeah. hilarious yeah. Wow. George, george was a character that's he was, great yeah he passed away a few years ago but yeah he was one of those dudes who was just on campus forever and ever we didn't have any of that no, no. did you we, have a house we, so th- th- yes but they weren't sanctioned by the school do you know what i mean yeah, so yep. yes there was always a every fraternity every sorority had a house but um the school didn't have anything to do with it and if they happen to move out of that house and not rent it anymore then like the zeta house just became the one down the gotcha. street kathy uh or sinus just put up and i think they probably sold already but they they put up two of the what we call fraternity houses they put them up for sale wow yeah so they're they're on campus really kind of off campus they're like a half a block away from as like a, where the where the campus ends is that sort of bittersweet for you as a, as a graduate yeah dude yeah. i had like one of my favorite memories happened in uh, so it was 942 and 944 right. and not to go but like one of my favorite memories of my four years of college happened on the garage roof of 944 was it a hand job it was not oh, well okay. i mean hands were inv- hands and balls were involved okay. um there's a water tower that is uh that's behind the house yeah and uh we it was probably like two three o'clock in the morning we're out on the on, we're not supposed to be on the roof but we're on the roof uh hanging out with we're smoking pot okay okay <laughs> he just interrogated himself it's the it's the easiest interrogation a cop has ever had he broke him down yeah. he broke himself down I am a criminal. But there was an ongoing debate on whether or not if that water tower... I had tons of kitty porn. No! No! No, 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 no. No! I don't know why I said that. I don't! The ongoing debate was I have a bomb. I don't! Why did I say that? I put it to you, Casey. Was whether or not the water tower, if it fell over, if it would hit the house. Okay. And so we were debating, debating, debating. Master debaters here. And then finally, my buddy Brian was like, dude, I could hit that thing with a baseball. It would definitely. And we're like, you couldn't hit that with a baseball. He goes into the house, grabs a baseball, warms his arm up, and then heaves this thing into the night sky. I, I'm telling you, it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, right? All and right. we just hear like, Woof, and then just silence, right? 
silence for like a good, <laughs> what seemed like five, set, ten seconds, and then all you hear is, bang, 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 and we went crazy! Dude, like, I can't believe he hit it, right? Yeah. Because it's not oh. like it was a giant, like, it was a water tower on stilts. I couldn't, we couldn't believe it, and I still tell that story to this day. Brian, that's, I hope you're listening. That's a great story. I, I love stuff like that. <laughs> but they're selling that house, I'm like, So when did they it? discover your illegal porn? Oh, no, is that... <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, people, people are, are hiring consultants to get into the sororities that, you know, they, that they want. He's spending up to $4,000 for that. That's crazy. Preston, I remember having our minds blown at the notion of people, the, the people who had planned Sweet 16 parties, and, yeah. and that industry sprouted up. So oh, I'm yeah. sure this is only going to increase. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going through this right now because my daughter is going into the arts. So in addition to the application process, there is also an audition process that we right. have to navigate as well. So, I mean, we are... Hiring a, a consultant. Well, we're hiring consultants. Yeah, well, why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. I was going to move on from yeah. this, but there's one call I want to go to. It's Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, bitches. What's up, bitch? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. I'm a fellow Zeta. Oh, okay. I went to the University of Central Florida. Oh, all right. And I wanted to let you know that Aaron Andrews is oh. a Zeta. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, Actually, I think sports. I did know and that. And Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Yes. So oh, is, is, is she? Uh, is she no, she's she's uh, the um, sports consultant. Right, but yeah, she was also yeah. a, she was also a uh, a co-host on a um, yeah. yeah, and she also yeah. was one of the hosts. Oh, no okay, yeah. okay. All right, well there you go, famous what? sister. Oh. That's it. Zlam, Melissa. I'm sorry, lamb. Oh, Z-lamb. Yes. Z-lamb. What is that? Is that how you order Zlam. lamb? No. <laughs> I'll have some lamb and some lake. Oh, lamb chop. Wait, and then so in in my sorority, you had to whisper. <laughs> you had to whisper when you did the handshake really? uh, to the sisters. <laughs> what, what was the whisper? Uh, can, you, can you say it? No, you can't you can't, it? no, I can't. T- no, yeah. I can never tell. Um, but of course, my uh, one of my best friends was the person that you're supposed to whisper to, yeah. and so we were not whispering. What we were supposed to be whispering every time we would come, oh, you know, it would be something, some, something new. Vile and, and yeah, and what you had to whisper. I'm on my period. No, what you had to whisper sounded like. So what we would often say is Armani wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous how important that stuff is to you when you're in between 18 and 22, and like uh, there are all of these secrets in all every fraternity and sorority. I wonder how much of that stuff you can just Google now and be like, you know, what the oh, hell? I will guarantee you, yeah. it's all available. That's, that's yeah, why sure. we, we've joked for years about the, the James Bond concept that there's thousands and thousands of, of workers working inside a hollowed out volcano. And right. no, nobody at the Wawa goes, guess where I work? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so interesting stuff. Let's go back into the junk drawer. And I told you, I think I had some local stories. Here we go. I got one. Oh, pull it out. Uh, Sister Mary Scullion who we have uh, spoken to many times over the years, is leaving her job uh-huh. as the president and executive director of the nationally renowned Project Home. Also, uh, Joan Dawson McCannon, who uh, co-founded it with her, is also going to be stepping down. Yeah. So the two people that made this thing what it is are are leaving. Just a legend. Uh, Scullion will remain in her role through December 31st. And she said, we've done the best we can, and it's time for someone else to come in. She's 70 years old now. They both uh, got to go work for Arnold's. Uh, she said, uh, the work has been such a blessing. Uh, McConnell said, we've had a unique relationship, but we both realize that it is really time to move aside. So in the 34 years... Uh, that they grew Project Home from a winter shelter in South Philadelphia where volunteers washed dishes and, and a washing machine. 
uh, to, or they wash dishes in a washing machine. Uh, they turned it into a formidable institution with a thousand units of housing in nineteen residences across the city. And think about the the, the national attention that it garnered. It, it's amazing. They have a fifty two million dollar operating budget. Yeah, one million square feet of real estate, dozens of programs, and a staff of four hundred and fifty that's helped countless people in need to find homes, improve their health, become educated, and get jobs. And yes, Steve, speaking of the uh, the national, uh, the whole national thing, um, uh, she, Sister Mary, was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in 2009. Wow. She won the University of Notre Dame's uh, Latair Medal. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's in Latin. Uh, but it's Amer- it's uh, American Catholicism highest honor. Uh, she is huddled with former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, former First Lady Michelle Obama, and Pope Francis. She's been a guest of U.S. Representative Dwight Evans uh, at the 2020 State of the Union Address um, and met with late former Secretary of State Colin Powell and Prince Charles. Her successful partnership with John Bon Jovi is as celebrated as uh, pairing as it is unlikely. And also, I remember when U2 was in town yes. for the Joshua Tree um, re-performance of that, uh, Bono uh, shouted her out on stage. Yeah. We we're walk. Uh, we were uh, that St. Patrick's Day parade. She yes. was with us for the the Ring of Honor. Right. We, we joined it with her. This is this great honor that we got. And you get you wear uh, this big sash and everything. And Sister Mary was uh, uh, inducted into the Ring of Honor the same year that we were. We had really to cool. get her to Mount Doom to throw that ring <laughs> back in. And, yeah. To destroy it. Yes. Uh, she is. So there's different orders of uh, of nuns and priests, and she's a Mercy Sister. And, Order up. <laughs> Order up. Uh, but. I love the Mercy Sisters. I sent my daughter to Marion Mercy, and my other one is going to go there this year. But uh, the Mercy Sisters are the best. Uh, Estelle Richmond, the president of Project Homes Board of Directors, now faces a daunting personnel problem. She said, it's the scariest thing. How do you replace an icon like that? Can I suggest something? Sure. Milton Street. Milton Street. <laughs> I mean, he ran for mayor, and sure, you know, so he had a little high profile there, but... <laughs> I don't know. They just should consider. I mean, don't say no to, to right. So, he's uh, dead, I think. Yeah, I thought. I thought so. Yeah. Well, that'll make it easier to get him. Then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's available, but yeah. he's not doing a whole lot. When did he die? Last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally forgot. Did not know that. Totes. Uh, but Sister Mary, uh, uh, yes, we wish her well. She's an amazing human being. So, all right, let me see what else I can find in here. <laughs> I'm going to do another local thing. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I uh, okay. Uh, I, I went, dude, no, it's not the city. Beat. It turns out the president's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> All of Town, the one you can never trust is Preston. Uh, He'll tell you he's going into the junk drawer and immediately veer onto the city beat. No, listen, I, I think this is, uh, I, I, this sounds fun. So the Bucks County. never trust him. The Bucks County Playhouse, which, oh, I love it. which we love. Yeah. I was just uh, there. They're great. Were you just there? Yeah, I saw the oh. Ray Dinger show. Yeah. And you said it was great. It was great. Excellent. So they are they are doing what is called, so they, they have the uh, the Bridges of Madison County. So they're doing the show. And right. they are doing an event. It's called the Bridges of Bucks County Package. <laughs> and it combines the five covered bridge joyride. 
with tickets to the Playhouse's production of the Bridges of Madison County, as well as a culinary experience at the Playhouse Deck Restaurant. So starting at Bucks County Playhouse, expert guides will pick up guests in one of the company's custom Jeeps for a tour through the county's winding roads and picturesque landscapes. And a maximum of four guests per Jeep will visit five charming, historically significant covered bridges in the county, <clears throat> including uh, the Lou, Cabin Run, and Lou is spelled L-O-U-X. Okay. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Uh, ca- <laughs> Cabin Run and Irwina Bridges. Irwina. 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 Irwina? Okay. Irwina. I see a covered bridge whenever I hike uh, the Wissick Trail. I cross all the time. It's a beautiful bridge. There's something they never get old, enchanting right? about them. I agree. There's one at uh, Valley Forge yes. yep. uh, that I love to, if we ever happen to be in the park, I'm like, we got to go drive through They're that. They're great. You know? And uh, <laughs> so apparently there's several of them in uh, Bucks County. Kathy, are you familiar with yes. any of these? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where you go fishing. Upon returning to the Playhouse, participants receive a $50 dining credit at the Playhouse Deck Restaurant, as well as tickets to see the new production of the romantic Tony-winning musical, The Bridges of Madison County. That yeah. was originally not a musical. It was, it was a novel that became a, a movie with Meryl Streep and Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. and now it's a musical. How about that? Is it any good? I'm sorry. No, I liked no, it. no. What, no I want to hear what you have to say. No, I was just going to say about the covered bridges. They were often uh, the subject of our photos for photography class in <laughs> sure, high school. Of course. Yeah. So we would drive out oh, to like, yeah. New Hope or you know somewhere. Well, that's it. Oh, Clint Eastwood is a fo- is a photographer in the in the oh, okay. movie. Yeah. And what is it about? Uh, it's about uh, missed opportunities. Okay. With, yeah. So well, they have okay. an affair. He's a he is a traveling photographer, and and, he, and she's got a family that uh, they're they're gone for a, uh, a week or whatever. Yeah. And he he comes in and and they have a rocks her uh, world. Yeah. But, but the whole the the title, the bridges of Madison County, is he literally going yes. around taking photos yes. of the bridges in yep. this county? Because are they do are they beautiful bridges? I assume. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where is Madison County? No idea. We don't know what state. I'm going to say Wisconsin. Okay, Madison County, Wisconsin, because there's a Madison, Wisconsin. That's of course. the only. Um, yeah, don't know. Never seen it. Have no idea. Don't but, care. Uh, I thought this was kind of fun. That you, is kind of fun. You do the driving thing. You have dinner, and then you go to the show. That's that's cool. It's a neat little package. Okay. I thought. Uh, Nick is going to look up the bridges of Madison County. <laughs> is it Iowa? Um, oh, it can't be Iowa. No, it sucks. Yeah, it is. That was boring. What? Madison Iowa? County, Iowa. Yeah. Wow. Nineteen sixties. Uh, These are some of the worst bridges I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why am I wasting film on this? <laughs> Clint, freaking Iowa. He would hate it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Start shooting people. I'm going to Bucks County. <laughs> I know you're wondering whether I shot five or six bridges. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see what else we got in for you. All right. This is kind of interesting. Uh, MasterCard is banning cannabis purchases on debit cards because the substance is still illegal at the federal level. Debit? Uh, so, <laughs> it's a credit card. When you were me talking about a debit card... A debit card and credit card are different things, correct? It's your money. Right. Well, a credit I, card is... Yeah, so I believe... So when they're saying that a, ma- a MasterCard and they're specifically saying a debit card, do they mean a credit card? No, because no. I know that here in Pennsylvania, at least at the dispensary that I go to, you cannot use a credit card to purchase... Uh, okay. Uh, they want the product, but you can use a debit card. All right. Because um, they want the cash immediately. Exactly. Well, and also I think, I think it's the federal issue. Because federally, 
um, it's illegal. Yeah, but you're saying federally they can't use the debit card. That's what, yes, this is the new ruling with, with MasterCard. So now They're you're not going to be able up. to use credit card or debit card at these? You can't use the MasterCard debit card. Gotcha. But you can, you can still use, use cash. Other debit cards and you can use cash. Okay. Well. I, I think so the way they would get around that too is initially, now there are, uh, before you couldn't use a debit or credit card, but they did have an ATM machine there so you could pull cash. And then go over and hand so it So the over. credit card situation could be that if you're, if so you, the credit card company might be in another state, yeah. right? Yeah, Which, yeah. usually. So that, yeah. yeah, all right. Uh, so uh, pot is legal for medicinal use in 38 states, legal for recreational use in 23. Without the ability to take debit card purchases, it might mean dispensaries have to carry large amounts of cash instead, or they put in an ATM machine like the place that I would go to does. Uh, this could make dispensaries a more attractive target for robberies, they uh, say. Yeah, okay. well, they yeah. do have guards. Like, I, I feel like I see. Do they? Yeah, yeah they there's do. one. Like, are they super chill guards? No. Well, this dude that I see, he stands outside the one in Springfield on Baltimore Pike. He's got a gun. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They have a big dude where I go. <clears throat> Uh, the Safe Banking Act, which would protect banks servicing cannabis businesses, is currently being debated in Congress. Uh, so if you, you if you have used a MasterCard debit card in the past uh, for purchase of marijuana, they are not going to allow Do you that. know, uh, I go to the heroin hut, and they still take my Buster card. What? Your yeah. Blockbuster yeah. card. <laughs> It's just crazy. I'm thinking that place is illegal. That's very convenient. Uh, All right, let's go to something else. All right, here's something. This came out a couple days ago, but I do want to mention this. Uh, A former Air Force intelligence officer told the House Committee that the U.S. government has been secretly retrieving and investigating unidentified flying objects for decades. Mm -hmm. And the Pentagon has denied the claims made by uh, retired Major David Grush. Grush told the House Oversight Subcommittee that he was ahead of a government task force that was assigned to identify various highly classified programs relating to unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, He said that he was informed of, quote, a multi-decade decade UAP crash. UAP is unidentified aerial phenomena. It's another way of saying yeah. UFO. Uh, but a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, he said, to which I was denied access. It was not clear whether the mysterious objects were extraterrestrial or merely foreign in origin. And he said that he had interviewed officials who said that they had direct knowledge of aircraft with, quote, non-human origins. Biologics. Yeah, I watched this whole thing. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Now, what it comes down to is, do you believe this guy or That's not? That's it. You know? And so he's under Cause, oath. Because he's also, he but he's, he's also telling secondhand information from this other guy. Exactly. You know, so which maybe he did, and whether or not that's true is is what's up for grabs. But think of where we are now with, for example, it took all that time for that footage, the footage that we've all seen now that those those ships, airships, or whatever they are, flying at a, astonishing rates of speed, yeah. accelerating, decelerating. There's one where you actually see it go into the water, fly back out of the water. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I, it's, I, we've seen a ton of movies that uh, portray this stuff, and, yeah. but I wonder how this world would really react if, I mean, there was uh, mm-hmm. indisputable evidence. Yep. Well, you know, it was wild because during the process you had, you know, both sides of the aisle there talking, asking yeah. questions. No one was going, yeah, right. So uh, it was an interesting atmosphere to see all this play out in. And uh, they weren't immediately dismissive. They're like, okay, well, we need to explore this further. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think you should check into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Contact did the best job, did a great at, job. Uh, at what might happen. And Have you seen Mac and Me? The world might react. I think to, Nick, I did you'll not agree that there is a scene Mac there. Uh, it's so beautiful where they have this interaction at a McDonald's, mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing. The uh, the biologic in that case, it's very funny, Preston. Mm-hmm. He reaches across the table, his arms telescope, and he's able to take a big. A cup of soda away from a kid across the table, mm. and that was that was, to me is just it's inspiring. Okay, yeah, that's uh, I can't write that off because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> there's, um, a, there's a wheelchair scene, Preston, that is uh, particularly impactful. Okay. Uh, it's it's a lot like Matthew McConaughey testifying before Congress in Contact. Ah, yeah. okay, <laughs> it, it carries the same way. Yeah, I was thinking well, about me. What Mitch McConaughey? Challenge an invalid in a wheelchair, <laughs> and then this biologic from another planet rescues him. Here it is up on the big screen, Preston. You can see how uh, how this would weigh on you for sure. Many, I, many I, years after, maybe I need to rethink uh, my yeah. whole. Uh, you know, uh, deductions <laughs> about UFOs after seeing You've Mac seen and me. Mac and me. I was you thinking, should, I was super stoned this weekend and watch it. I was thinking about reading uh, the book. No, Contact. <laughs> Carl Sagan wrote it. Oh, you the did? book yeah. Mac Carl and Sagan me is, yeah. I have a leather bound. It's signed by the author. <laughs> That was written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, He's very reclusive. He didn't uh, want to. His know. original title was The Last Tycoon. Okay. Um, who did we talk to about Mac and me here in the studio? Stuart Raffle, the director. The director. Yeah. He was here with uh, James Brolin. James yeah. Brolin was here. Yes. Oh, my God. We, we, all we could do to keep from just mega fanboying out on this because it's one of the great garbage right. movies of all time. Well, anybody can let me know if the book Contact is worth picking up. It's called Mac and me. After all, I'm Mac, <laughs> uh, Mac and me. I want to do one more. Casey, that's okay. A quickie. Uh, because this is interesting. Um, some men are using a type of dissolvable gel similar to lip filler to enhance their manhood. Mm-hmm. So it, it bumps it up a bit? Yep. The procedure takes about 30 minutes. Can you use Tabasco sauce? And the filler is injected under the member's oh. top layer of skin and wow. extra. Half to 1.5 inches is recommended to maintain a more natural look. So this is providing girth? It has to, right? right. I, I can't see it grabbing, uh, causing Extending, length. yeah. Uh, the effects can last months or even years before dissolving. So I'd referenced Mac and me, and in that movie, his arms extend in a way, mm. and they get larger. I wonder if it's the same technology. Uh, apparently, the procedure can help satisfy in the bedroom and give men a confidence boost. I Would you honestly... You start screwing around down there with in, in yeah. injections and plumper and all that stuff, and yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't too risky. Now the thing is, is I uh, here, the William Moore of a clinic called Fallow Phil. Fallow Phil. <laughs> hey, that's Fallow Phil. He said we've we've had people tell us. <laughs> That we've gotten uh, job that they've gotten job promotions. We said somebody, somebody told me he opened a new company and told me he did it with a big D attitude. No, no, I, okay. Listen, I know I'm not getting that promotion, but what if I had impressive girth? Fallow Phil, as in phallic. Yeah, uh, yeah, Phil. Um, I to me, this is you know that guy Preston who had in and you had the stories in the bizarre file was using that oil that these faux bodybuilders use yeah. to create huge you know fake muscles. Right. He was doing that in his junk. Oh my god! And uh, eventually, you know, basically, he had to be castrated. Well, this appears to be. 
um, you know, edible, clinical oh. uh, in in nature. This is not, you know, you're not going to a back room guy to do this. Are these the pictures of the actual needles that are used in this procedure? Oh, hell Holy no. hell God! I want to no. see it before and after. No, that no. that looks like a game of lawn darts. Yeah, yeah seriously. No, but I want to see it before and after. I, I want to see what this looks like. Okay, no. all right. We'll we'll go to Pornhub.com. Yeah, right. uh, check out Fallow Phil, and maybe you can find out. All right, is, uh, that, is that the uh, the deal of the week? It, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> the it's uh, MMR's big freaking deal. deal. No, actually, MMR's big freaking deal is Arnold's Family Fun Center. Yay! A one hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to Arnold's Family Fun Center for just fifty dollars, and you can go to WMMR.com and use the keyword deal, and I you will can get it. Take that over Fallow Phil anytime. I agree. All right, uh, junk drawer, wrapping it up, closing it up, yeah. That was the junk drawer. Yep. Rest is closing up the junk drawer. There's nothing left here in the junk drawer. Until next time, that was the junk drawer. That's it, friend. Right. I forgot we had an outro for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's what I'd like to do. I would like to give away uh, from our friends at Jersey Mike's uh, a $25 uh, gift card. Love those guys. Yeah, and I would like to thank Guzman for coming by this morning from the Feasterville store. Hey! He brought us tons and tons of freshly made sandwiches, and you can order. We'll take, uh, by the way, call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. And you can order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick them up at your nearest Jersey Mike's location like our friends that dropped off food this morning from Feasterville. So come and get it. We're going to take a break. B-File is coming up when we return. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa. Wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we play our uh, Friday song, here, yes. um, may I do a shout out and a butt plug? Sure. The first is a shout, and I got this from uh, Rob Gill, who is a producer at NFL Films. Really? Yeah, and he reached out to us. He says, he's a, he says, medium amount of time listener, 15 plus years <laughs> when I can. And he says, first time emailer. Uh, but he wanted to let me know that... Um, there's a um, a senior baseball league, okay, and the Cherry Hill team qualified for the World Series. Oh, get out! Uh, in Easley, South Carolina. What are the age parameters? I, he didn't indicate in 16U, the. Sixteen U. I thought it said. I'm sorry. Sixteen U. I thought it said. Uh, 
It's, and the subject, it says 16U. It's Little League's 15 to 16-year-old, yeah. so that's what it's called, 16U. It's equivalent of the Little League World Series. See, I was thinking like 75 years old and above, like senior. Right. Yeah. So uh, the Cherry Hill team won the New Jersey State title in Old Bridge the week before last, and then won the regional in uh, Bangor, Maine Wow. Uh, last week. And they play their first game on Sunday at 1 o'clock against the winner of the game between uh, Weslaco, Texas, I think is how you say that, and uh, Wailuku, Hawaii. And if they win that game, they play again on Tuesday. And if they can find a way to win four games, four losing two, they will be world champions. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, it's uh, instead of saying Little League, it's Senior League. So it's kids that are older than Got Little it. League. So it's the Senior League uh, World Series. It makes total sense. All right. And so if I'm reading you correctly, they credit us with their success so far? There you go. That's okay. it. No. <laughs> uh, he just wanted to, to send uh, some love out to the team All and, right. and uh, send a shout out to those guys. So good luck, man. Yeah, that's go awesome. Go get the title. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Bring it back to Cherry Hill. Uh, and then this is a butt plug, and this is from Kelly Liberatore. Hey. I guess that's how you say it. Yes, if I know woman. Or Liberator. I'm not sure. <laughs> Liberator. Uh, Liberator. This you. is what you take for your heart. She wanted me to mention the Philadelphia Zero Prostate Cancer Run Walk. Uh, she said, I am a clinical research regulatory specialist at Mid-Atlantic Urology, which is right at the corner on one presidential boulevard right down the street from us. Oh, far too accomplished to be listening to. And a uh, longtime listener and Delco born and raised, she said. But she wanted me to mention uh, that they have the walk and run coming up. It is October 1st at Wilson Farm Park in Wayne, Pennsylvania. That's excellent. And obviously this is near and dear to you, Steve. Absolutely. Prostate cancer survivor. Um, so uh, they want to get everybody on board. And uh, so I just wanted to give that little plug a Rooney. Now, what she didn't send me was um, the weight. Well, they have a website. I'm sorry, actually. Nick, can I hand this to you? And we you put this you. on the uh, on the. You page? know what? I have her email as well. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll post that on presidency.com. A lot of times I don't tell Nick I'm going to mention these things on air. Just for that in, in the moment uh, thrill on air. It's, yeah. That's what it's for. Why do you get- give me so much work? <laughs> Thrill. <laughs> uh, so there's your butt plug. I just want to mention that real quick. He handles the butt oh, plugs. Yeah, yeah. I, I do the butt plugs. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. It's uh, right there. And there it is. All right. Now we can ring in Friday. begin with the game that I love, and that is golf. And we have a story about a trespassing dispute at a Florida golf course community. Landed one homeowner in jail after he sprayed a passing woman in the face with his garden hose. Wow. 
Turns out the man was mistaken about where his property line ended. <laughs> <laughs> Deputies were slash four holes are on my property. Don't you love it when someone, yeah, yeah they yeah. get the, get off my property. I'm not on your property. <laughs> Three feet back is government property. Deputies <laughs> were summoned to a home in Plantation Bay Golf and Country Club. Get off the, my golf course. <laughs> when the suspect's wife called 911 to complain that uh, the victim. I own Disney World. So, so the, listen to this. The suspect's wife called 911 to complain that the victim displayed a gun. Oh. So after investigating the incident, deputies determined that the homeowner had been the one to escalate the incident by spraying the victim in the face with a garden hose after yelling at her for allegedly being on his property line. So he started with the hose and escalated to the gun. No, she got the gun. Oh. So, and gun beats hose yes, in yeah. this scenario. So that's, the vic- the, that's the moron way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the victim said that while she was uh, retreating to her vehicle, the man followed her while yelling at her, which put her in Slow fear. Slow down, I'm running out of hose. Uh, that she was going to be attacked, so she pulled out her gun for yeah. safety, and once he went back inside, the victim put away the firearm and stood by in her vehicle for the deputies. An investigation revealed the woman had not been on the man's property. The homeowner further escalated <laughs> the dispute when he, quote, followed her to her vehicle in an aggressive manner. Uh, the 62-year-old property owner was arrested, and he was charged with simple battery. Mountain rescuers came to the aid of a woman and her pet parrot in the United Kingdom this week after she became stranded trying to find one of her feathered friends who was scared off by a peregrine falcon. The woman was part of a group of parrot owners from Derbyshire. It has climbing mountain. Who were walking uh, in Wales. However, a peregrine falcon attacked the group, causing one of the parrots to fly off. Wouldn't it be dark in there? Uh, the No, they weren't inside a whale. They were in oh, the country oh, of whales. Okay. Well, that makes oh. more sense. You know, where AFC Richmond is, or no, where a Wrexham is from. Yeah. Uh, Richmond. <laughs> well, this is Richmond. Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Right. So, um, so the owners... <laughs> the Post said the owner's tracker showed it to be high on the upper cliffs, and she climbed up to retrieve it. Unfortunately, the parrot decided freedom was great and flew back down to the group unassisted, leaving the owner and her second bird now stuck. <laughs> Rescuers climbed to the base of the cliffs and sent a team member up to make the woman safe. On Stay arri- there for mommy. On arrival, Jekyll, the second parrot, perched on her owner's rucksack, greeted our team member with a hello, according to the post. Uh, both parrot and owner were then lowered down the cliffs and guided uh, down the mountain. I forgot to tell you guys, I saw a peregrine falcon uh, in the really? Grand Canyon. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so anyhow, they, they got him out of Wait there. Wait a but second, Casey. You probably <laughs> yeah. shouldn't go hiking with your parrots. No, it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. A California family that earned millions of dollars just by recycling cans and bottles is now being accused of multiple felonies that could lead to years behind bars. What did they do? In a felony complaint filed this month, state prosecutors charged eight family members with defrauding the state by importing used bottles and cans from Arizona, uh, some 178 tons over the span of eight months, and recycling them in California. And you can't do that. It's like Seinfeld. Yes. Oh, wait. You remember? So yes. Oh. So bu- they buying in bulk, basically, right? No, they weren't buying these. I mean, they were, they were recycling. These were used. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, they were making m- millions of dollars by recycling cans of bottles, but... And then doing it... Ah, okay. In a state. So, when someone purchases a plastic or aluminum bottle in California, 
They typically pay an extra five to ten cents in California Redemption Value or CRV, which the consumer uh, can get back if they return the items to one of the state's more than twelve hundred recycling centers. It, you have to do it in state, though. And Arizona has no such programs. Yes, yeah, says when you you read yes. on the can, it says you yeah. it, you can't return these in certain states. Wow. But they were in the criminal complaint. Prosecutors specifically accused the family members of unlawfully conspiring to commit grand theft and on a chronic and ongoing basis uh, defrauding the California Recycling Program by seeking reimbursement for out-of-state containers as well as containers that had already been redeemed within California. Felony grand theft in California is punishable by up to three years in state prison. Redeeming out-of-state containers to the degree the family is accused could also land the accused behind bars for another three years. That's uh, wild. Court documents did not identify an attorney for the defendants, but last year six people were charged in a similar Arizona to California recycling scheme that, according to prosecutors, netted more than $10 million by fraudulently <laughs> redeeming more than nine tons of empty beverage containers. Wow. Yeah. $10 million, $10 yeah. million, $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. They're facing jail time. But they sound excited. All right, here's a story out of Pennsylvania. Two men are facing charges after state police say they found them with random credit cards and filling up a truck's bed with <laughs> diesel fuel. Oh, my God. They were filling up the bed the with bed. fuel. State police were called to the Martin General store. They were informed that two men, later identified as Elvis Morfa Garcia That's right, man. and uh, Andreas Cuellar, uh, they were allegedly trying to purchase about $1,500 in diesel yeah, fuel. $1,500 diesel, please. Uh, upon arrival, uh, troopers said the store manager accused the duo of stealing diesel from other locations and that they were at the E. Pleasant Valley Boulevard location the day before doing the same thing. The trooper approached a covered truck at the gas pumps and noted that they could smell the fuel before talking to Quayar. Quayar allegedly agreed to let troopers look in the bed of the truck. So what was the receptacle? They had to have a receptacle in the, in the bed. They weren't just, right, just... Pouring it in the bed of the truck. I think they lined it. Okay, so you could put like a tarp or something in All there. Right. And Even then, uh, it's stupid. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but it was the bed of the truck was filled with diesel fuel. <laughs> uh, the duo was allegedly found with multiple credit cards that didn't match any of the re- receipts. Uh, the manager printed out. Both Quayar and Elvis are facing felony charges. I'm not going to jail, man. As well as uh, theft. On top of that. All right, and there you go. <laughs> that is what we have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Jersey Mike's, I got another $25 gift card to give away. We'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat. Sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike thing. You can be a sub above. So let's get that now and go to jerseymikes.com. We'll take the 20th caller and we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's uh, Friday, and everybody's been good. So I think we'll do the connoisseur today. It's time for the connoisseur. It used to be the most hated bit we did, but it's it's improving actually. Ah, because you've added a contest, and we now did. people are interested. And we will do. Otherwise, you could care less. We will do multiple giveaways uh, during the connoisseur segment. Oh, I need my bell. Ah, I need my bell. Sorry, Steve. There's a, all right. Oh, got it. There's All a right. whole bunch of good food stuff I've been seeing in the news. So I, I know I know this is going to be a stellar connoisseur. I'm going to marry two oh, no. stories. Oh, I thought we were going to do two nope. styles. Marry two <laughs> stories uh, in this segment because they have to do with national days, national food days. Okay. We missed yesterday being national 
Chili Dog Day, which is crazy because we have the Chili Dog song. Yeah. It's like Christmas for us. Uh, but today is National Hamburger Day. Sucking on a Chili Dog. Yeah. Sucking on a Chili Dog. And um, so National Chili Dog Day. We'll start with that. That was yesterday. I celebrated, by the way. You did? Where'd you go? I did. I, I actually made it at my house. Oh. Uh, yeah. So my brother was telling me about a uh, hot dog brand that I had never heard. It's uh, Apple something or other. Wait, was uh, it just an apple? No. Uh, it's not, this hot dog tastes weird. It's not Apple Brook, but maybe Applegate. Uh, Applegate, all beef sausage or okay. hot dogs. And so Is I this got, a video of your... your uh, yeah. Oh, they look great, Case. I did. Uh, I So I ended up getting like a New England style, like the bun... That's the where they they slice the top of the bun. Right. Uh, I just regular cheese whiz, and then I bought some Hormel chili, and I made it all at home. You know, I don't. I it was don't, good. I don't have chili dogs. I I really like them. They're I, so good. I, I don't have them enough. Yeah. Yeah, I should I, have one every day, every hour, and you'll live forever. Um, <laughs> the I ended up impressed. I don't know if you agree with this or disagree with this, but I ended up getting the no bean chili. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all meat chili. All meat. Those chili. are good, and, yeah. and I've had uh, several chili dogs that are that are served up that way. Yeah, um, cheese whiz sucks ass though, but uh, you know. but on a chili dog it makes perfect. Well, sense. It, it helps with yeah. the sucking. Yeah. yeah. So when you're yeah. sucking on a if chili you're be dog, sucking on a chili suck dog, sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili dog. Cheese whiz is like a lubricant. I do I do like that all that all meat chili for for chili dogs. Uh, I can do either way on that I'm one. I'm a bean guy. By the way, so the hot dog um, has come a long way since German immigrants Charles Feltman first sold frankfurters on milk buns from his snack stands in 1867. You remember he was hung for doing that. It became a huge <laughs> hit and eventually... He had a giant wiener? Yeah. Spread through the United States. However... When the idea to put meat, sauce, and spices on hot dogs appeared, it kick-started a wave of innovation that helped expand the scope of American cuisine. It rivaled I, the space race. It is hard to pinpoint who exactly invented the concept of a chili dog, as many variations have emerged since the early years across the United States. But during the early uh, 1900s, Greek and Macedonian immigrants who were fleeing their home countries due to economic hardship came to American shores along with their traditional meat sauce recipes. So while it's usually a when a whole race of people need to flee an area, some great food usually comes out. Yeah, you got chili dogs out of it. But eventually, they would be responsible for the development of the Coney Island dog. The classic. A variation seen as the definitive image of a chili dog. And despite the name, this is what I found interesting, the dish did not originate in New York. So they call it a Coney Island. I thought that that's... Because of that name, I thought right. that's where chili dogs were born, that they right. started selling them. Not the case. The immigrants who developed the Coney Island dog settled mainly in the Great Lakes region, yeah. and they named it after their memories of visiting Coney Island during their journey. No so kidding. it was people who visited Coney Island who nostalgically named it because of that association. That's it. But then, of course, my second choice would have been the Great Lakes. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or, yeah. I don't that know. Makes sense. Superior? I think she could have called it Gitchy Goomy. Gitchy Goomy. Yeah, the Gitchy Goomy. Well, how do you like your Gitchy Goomy? So, meanwhile, in other parts of the country... A other, little like their chili dogs behind them. Uh, other varieties of chili dogs were being developed between 1918 and 20. The Texas Wiener, a hot dog with simple chili meat sauce. That's kind of what you made, Casey. I've had that. Emerged in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. The Texas wiener emerged in yeah. New Jersey well, okay, so and I Pennsylvania. Once bought Kid Arizona and Oklahoma press. Well, the Texas Tommy is a bacon wrapped hot dog. With That's a- not what this is. Okay. This is the Texas wiener, is what it was called, which is oh. the, chili, uh, the hot dog with chili meat sauce in it, and it emerged here. In the early 1900s, the hot wiener, <laughs> or New York system wiener, 
was born in Rhode Island. With a system wiener. The yeah. half smoke, a chili dog with smoked ingredients, was developed in Washington, D.C. Okay. I, 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 so the, the classic Texas wiener I have had in Texas... Very good, but it's not. I didn't. It was almost. It was Texas chili, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I remember. Unless I was having a a faux wiener. The only issue with hot dogs is is you know just the the, the logistics of it the all. The phallic like, nature. Well, of no, no, no. I don't mind that. I mean, I, I you know sucking on sucking yeah, on a chili yeah, dog. I get off on it, but yeah, uh, yeah. the no. Um, but like putting toppings on it. Like so, when you get like a Chicago dog that has. All that stuff, including like pickles. There's just nowhere for it to go. Not like on a hamburger where you could just stack everything oh, on top. It's a mess. It makes yeah. a mess. No, yeah. I agree. It's a, it's a difficult. Listen, a chili dog. I have no problem using knife and fork, sucking on it for chili dog. Yeah, because uh, it's such a mess. It's I ridiculous. Will... You pick it up and fly. You know, it's, it's, it's stuff is flying all over the place. It's splatting. It's landing on your clothes. I will tell you this: knife every, and fork. Every year, Preston, I could not. <laughs> A sandwich that is too messy, and this this works when we judge the uh, the burger ball case. Mm-hmm. A, a, a sandwich that is too unwieldy and it cannot be properly eaten in its sandwich state yeah. is a loser for me. Oh yeah, it'll keep me. Listen, I'll try. It'll keep it me once. up at night. No, I'll try it once, but it'll keep me from going back for you know yep. for more at, at another time. But um, that's why I love. Yeah, you know, and I really missed the last name because they're they're quote unquote chili. It was they, he called it sauce. He didn't you know uh, he didn't ask for a chili cheese. I guess a, for right. a hot dog of sauce and cheese, but it was merely there as a flavor enhancer, right? right. It wasn't a whole lot of substance to it, but like the flavor and What I, was it? Dude, it, it was a secret recipe. It's hemoglobin. No, no. I mean, it was um, the, the I think the, the uh, grandmother made it and then the-, the I don't want to tell you what it is. And then the father made it. Like nobody other nobody other than the owner made hmm. the chili sauce. Hmm. I tell you what, we'll kick up a regular hot dog anytime. And it sounds a little strange. Uh, celery salt. I, I I thought that's what you were going to say. Yep, it's yep. fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, that's on a classic uh, Chicago dog. Chicago dog. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, no. Um. Yeah. Chicago. And Chicago. We didn't even touch on Pat's chili dogs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Pat's chili dogs. Do we still we have that? We still, have to have or is that I'm going to look. I'll I don't die know if we don't. It was have actually that. Cinderella. Did a, a commercial back <laughs> yeah. in the 1980s for Pat's chili dogs. As the Philly area. As a matter of fact, Marissa put together an amazing thing on PrestonToSteve.com on like our history of our obsession with chili dogs. Uh-huh. And there is a nice little piece in there oh, I gotta about check that out. Cinderella and how they ended up, you know, becoming, yeah. <laughs> become to known as the Pat's Chili Dogs people. All right. Well, listen. We this, don't have it right that's now. That's okay. Don't worry. Do we have Bono's commercial for uh, Nifty Fifties? <laughs> By the way, uh, it is today. So National uh, Chili Dog Day was yesterday. National Hamburger Day is today. Now. It takes place twice a year. At least they cop to that. Every time you'll see one of these days pop up and we'll all go, wait a second. Didn't we already have that? Right in the beginning, they cop to the fact that there are two. I think the other one is in May. Uh, I believe you are correct. So uh, many people claim to have invented the burger, by the way. Some sources say that uh, Louis Louis Lassen did it uh, at Louis' lunch in New Haven, Connecticut, on July 28th, 1900, and that's why today is National Hamburger Day. Watson, come quickly. Uh, the choosing of December 21st for a day devoted to hamburgers seems to be arbitrary. So, no, Steve, it's December. Uh, seems to be arbitrary wow. and doesn't appear to be connected to anything in particular. No matter who came up with a hamburger, it is create. It was created sometime around the turn of the 19th century. I would have thought that it had been around longer. I th- well, listen, it was my understanding, because as you know... 
I won a coloring book contest for McDonald's, and it was the history of the hamburger. And they said the hamburger came out of Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. And uh, so that, and I don't know, none of this seems to correlate to that. And I'm an award-winning hamburger colorer. The popularity of the burger was boosted at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. I think the ice cream cone was then, too, at the World's Fair. Um, so anyhow, it's National Hamburger Day. Um, so have a hamburger. They're glorious. Yeah. Yeah, they're wonderful. <laughs> uh, what, are you uh, into any particular kind of burger now? I'm a smash burger fan now. I mean, you can't yeah. go wrong with Shake Shack. Yeah, that, yeah that's the, your favorite? Their the burgers yeah. are phenomenal. And I do like a yeah the smash burger style. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with that. Kind of style because uh, Steak and Shake, uh, that's how they made their burgers. They would yeah. take fresh, uh, uh, what we call pucks of uh, of hamburger, and then they would flatten it out on the on the griddle. And, it's also appetizing. Oh, it's excellent. I know, right? <laughs> and then, then they take a dump on the grill. My buddy Wait, Dave what? Stone used to work there, and he, we used to go, we'd, let's go watch Dave flip pucks, man. Because he would he would flip them way high up in oh, the air. Oh, really? And we would always be egging yeah. him on. You'd be sitting at the counter, Dave, flip them, man, flip them. He started throwing them. And he, after a while, his manager asked him to stop doing it because grease was flying. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah. But he would have them go up and do like, you know, eight rotations. Wow. It's oh, hilarious. What's a smash burger? So it's when they when they literally they, they take the fresh <laughs> the fresh beef and they um on, on a, a griddle on a, on a flat cooking surface, mm-hmm. they'll take the spatula and, and really smash it down and get it real thin. Oh, okay. And and it, it gets crispy. Um but they don't cook it all the way full towards like hard crispy. Right. And you usually get a couple of those uh, uh, patties because they're pretty thin. So we're looking at video of, of them doing yeah. a, Do you a remember smash burger. Like, so they flatten them way down. Sorry, is that like uh, Shake Shack? Uh, I think they smashed theirs yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. But right. Kath, you remember uh, they brought the burger buff. They, you guys got yep. it for my birthday. We had smash burgers out in the, uh, in the parking lot. And that's exactly what, what he they did. did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, they, I, so they get seared on there, and they, they have a really cool texture to them. Yeah, and it's usually they're all done, well done. You know, you're not going to get it. Not going to be medium rare. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But uh, I make uh, burgers. On my, I have a blackstone griddle, and I I love the way I make burgers. I I put uh, diced up jalapenos in them, and uh, it's it, it's not overly spicy or anything like that. But I'm a big fan of uh, making. Burgers. As with hot dogs, Casey. As with hamburgers, I think you and I have talked about this. Take the original. Couple of flourishes. Don't go too nuts. No. Don't go too crazy. No, the burger is the star of the show. You don't yeah. have to, you know, do anything to dress it up too much. All right. National Burger Day. Enjoy. Uh, all right. So let's do a clip. Yes. Right, let's oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. So that people will continue listening. A movie food clip. Which one do you I, want? I have one queued up. Oh. Well, no, no, because I play Pat. I have uh, Pat right Hold, I got it. You do it. Allow me to take control here. All right, this is going to be the movie clip for you. Tell us what movie this clip is from, and we have a prize for you. Yeah, the Van Beek. Do you know it? All well, the big swing bands used to play there. Count Basie, Chick Webb. Anyways, it's on the tapas place now. So. What's a samba tapas place? You know, it's just like a samba place where they serve tapas. Oh. Yeah, so the joke's on history. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that is from. And we'll go through another story here. Not a story. You're going to love this. Kathy, it's about casseroles. And I know you don't like casseroles. (laughs) But I have this. I very rarely give out a recipe on the connoisseur. This casserole recipe comes from the one and only... John Wayne, the Duke wow. himself, he had a very simple casserole that he was known for. Uh, John Wayne was born a Marion Robert Morrison in 1907. And while there are many stories, by the way, about why his nickname was the Duke, most are not true. Do you guys know why he was named the Duke? You know, I do not know. 
He actually got his nickname because his beloved dog, Duke, when he uh, was a kid. It's like Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's um, the secret ingredient. I it, put pieces <laughs> of my dog in my food. <laughs> so this is a recipe from John Wayne. I had no idea he even liked to cook. All right, so. Here's it, my recipe for cereal. So Get a box of cereal. And uh, so here's what you have. All you need to do to make the casserole is uh, ground beef, taco seasoning, refrigerated biscuit dough, sour cream mayonnaise, onion cheddar cheese, red bell pepper, and tomato and pickled jalapenos. And my dog. And a little bit of dog. <laughs> dog. And by the way, thank you to Jerry Torres. He's the one who sent me this uh, this article, which I thought was great. So here are the here are the directions. Of John Wayne's. John Wayne's casserole. All right. By the way, so, I, I'm not a casserole fan as well. Oh, I love them. So put the biscuits in a single layer in a 13 by 9 inch casserole biscuits. dish. Uh, this has been sprayed with nonstick cooking spray. Press them onto the bottom and halfway up to the side, sealing them together to form a crust. So essentially you make a whole crust out of the biscuits. You make a crust out of the crust. Bake in a preheated 350 degree oven for about 12 to 14 minutes or until very light brown. Then you remove it and set aside. Now in a skillet, you cook the ground beef till it's cooked through. Add the taco seasoning and then usually you have to put water in there according to the uh, package directions. Once the liquid is evaporated, add half of the onions and the pepper, the red bell pepper, and then you cook until those are soft. So it's like three minutes. So real quick, it's like it's pretty standard setup here. Like, like you're making chili. Okay? I don't have time. In a small bowl, you combine uh, the sour cream, mayo, half of the cheddar cheese, and the remaining raw onions. And then you layer those ingredients in the following order on the biscuit dough. You put down the taco meat. Then you put tomato slices on top of that. The onion mixture, the jalapenos, the sour cream mixture, and remaining cheddar cheese. And you bake that for about 30 minutes. I might like this casserole, Mm -hmm. uh, though I would almost consider it like a taco salad. Um, well, there's no, I mean, there's no lettuce or anything. You could probably take some lettuce and then put this on top of that and serve it with it. Huh. Uh, but it's got a, it's well, got, you could do that too. It's more like a, a taco pizza because huh. it's got the, uh, the crust underneath it. Interesting. So I think that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I think I might make this this weekend. John Wayne's own. Yeah. It's pretty so goddamn you, tasty. You probably don't like, um, uh, casseroles that have like cream of mushrooms do not like it. as a base. No, so you don't bean like casserole. I like do not like casserole. You no. don't like that. Oh, no, love it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. The potato hash brown casserole that you guys uh, introduced to our world is awesome. It's Whoa. so good. What, what is that? No, go ahead, press. Um, Rochelle makes it. It's uh, it's uh, hash browns, uh, cheddar cheese. Uh, it's got sour cream. Now that I could get into, and it probably has cream of mushroom in it mm-hmm. or cream of chicken. Uh, yep. And anyhow, you bake it, and then you put um, crunch. Uh, you, you you crunch up uh, potato chips, and that's the crust on top. Can you put bits of my dog in it? Of course you can, Duke. <laughs> no problem. Maybe wow, we'll a, we should do a casserole morning. Bring in a bunch of casseroles. Maybe bring Kathy you guys, would love that. Bring you guys around. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that there's one. I'm sure there's something out there, but I, I just, if when I even when I see the dish, I'm like, Ugh. is there it's any just, footage? Is it, of- it's just too much stuff mixed together, right? Yeah, I think what it's it is? too much. It's yeah. the little kid in you. These things are touching each it's other. Like yeah, a, I don't yeah. like that. It's like a taste explosion. Okay. Is there any footage of, of uh, Wayne like cooking on a show or something? Um, I don't know. I yeah. bet you there is. Yeah, we'll have to check and see. All right, we're going to see if we can get a winner. Connoisseur, and we have this movie clip that involves food. What movie is this from? Yeah, the Van Beek. Do you know it? <laughs> All the big swing bands used to play there. Count Basie, Chick Webb. Anyways, it's on the tapas place now. So. What's a samba tapas place? You know, it's just like a samba place where they serve tapas. Oh. Yeah, so the joke's on 
history. All right, let's go to Linda. Hi there, Linda. Hi, good morning. Good morning. All right, what movie is that clip from? Uh, La La Land. La La Land is correct. Hang on the line. We got a prize for you, Linda. Here's what it is. We are going to give you a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card. And you can download the Jersey Mike's app. You can order ahead, pick up, and get it delivered and even earn free subs. What are you waiting for? Download it today and start earning free subs. There's a picture of John Wayne and Dean Martin in a kitchen. Okay. All right. Well, they did some cooking at some point. All right. I'm going to turn right around and do another one here before we move on to the next story. So what movie is this food clip from? World-class serial killer out there. And we're having pie. What are you doing in your spare time, Strat? See, I, I sense you're not embracing the concept here. Pod don't work unless you let it. All right, what movie is that from? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right, order up. Okay, so when do Americans eat dinner by state? What? Okay. This is a using data from the American Time Use Survey. Uh, and uh, they did a survey on when the average time is that Americans eat dinner. I'm going to get, can I guess PA? Sure. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. All right. Um, when do you guys generally eat? Oh, 6 p.m. Er- <laughs> That's how you fix it. I'm an early eater. I can't eat too late. It just doesn't make me feel great. And also, I'm so tired and I'm hungry by like 4.30. Okay. You don't want to fall asleep with your face in a casserole. <laughs> yeah, so will you, will you regularly have dinner before but, 5 p.m.? Uh, no, like, like between 5 and 6. Okay. How about you guys? I usually wait until right after the conference call, so just after 6 o'clock. All right. All over the map. Sometimes it's the 5 o'clock hour. Last night it was like 11 because we didn't eat at the uh, event that we went to last night. So it, it changes from night to night. I'm around 6. Yeah. I try to get done by 5.30, but that doesn't happen. So in Pennsylvania, actually, Pennsylvania has the earliest what eat dinner average dinner time in the United States. What time? That has, that has to do with age. Um, I bet our population is older than um, other states. Yeah, or maybe our location in the time zone. Would that have anything to do with it? Or maybe our position in the solar system? Um, It is 537. (laughs) That's the average time. 537. Earliest time. And... Washington, D.C. eats the latest. Well, that blows the, the, the eastern time zone thing out of the water. Uh, 7, 10 p.m. Seven the latest. What yeah. about Florida? Um, Florida, I'm sure, I, I would say if you're talking about that age thing, yeah. that that probably skews <laughs> earlier. They're uh, like 2.30. Unfortunately, I don't have the entire United States. <laughs> Shut up. All right, so I just looked this up. Uh, Pennsylvania is 10th uh, in the country as far as average age of its residents at 40.9. The number one, uh, surprisingly, or to me anyway, U.S. Virgin Islands at 45.9, and then Maine, Puerto Rico, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So my theory maybe has some water. I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Uh, But yeah, we're the earliest. So which state? Eats their casseroles the latest. Uh, that one has not been determined yet. That is a that's a that's a research that's a twenty project. year yeah. <laughs> study that they're doing. So they're gonna have to get back on that. Uh, lunchtime is about noon everywhere. I eat, um, I eat one meal a day. I eat dinner is my one meal, and I have you like eat a, one meal yes, a do. day. Yeah. You don't eat any food until you eat dinner. I'll, no, I'll have like a like a like a like a protein bar. I might have a little smoothie, but dinner's my meal. Yeah. Like okay. an actual meal meal. You sit down, you know, different items on a plate. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. but my dinner yeah. usually is about three or four John Wayne casseroles. Yeah. But a sandwich, yeah. a sandwich can be a meal. 
Uh, it could also be a soup if you mm, had enough liquid. Nice. I mean, just a sandwich by itself? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that can be lunch. No, nah, you need chips in order for it to oh, be a meal. Jesus. So it what do you think it is? Things. A snack? Uh, what, a sandwich? Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, if you, like if you get a... sandwich a, is a meal. Yeah, if you get a, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, Jersey okay. Mike's, if, I, if you get one of these yeah. hoagies over here, um, that wouldn't be a meal? That's a meal. You could have that could be considered lunch. So. That could be your lunch. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a sandwich, meal. you're having a meal. Battle of semantics yeah. here, but I, I, but I, I also know what you're going for with with Steve. Like you know, when he says he's only having one meal, just because he eats something doesn't make it a meal. Like you know, if you have a protein bar, like you know, right. I be- yeah, believe that you only have one meal. And my sister was the same way; she would only eat dinner. Right. Um, so I consider that. So the uh, the things I would have in mid afternoon are like a snack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my snack is usually for John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see if somebody knows what movie this clip is from. World class serial killer out there, and we're having pie. What are you doing in your spare time, Strat? See, I I sense you're not embracing the concept here. Pod don't work unless you let it. All right, let me go to uh, Gerald, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Gerald. (laughs) Gerald, what movie is that from? (laughs) No Country for Old Men. No. You're so close. Thank you. All right, we'll go to uh, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. All right, Jason, what movie is that from? That would be Men in Black. Men in Black. Which one? One. No. No. Incorrect. Sorry. Sorry. We got a mic next. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. All right, what movie is that from? Hi, Mike. That's going to be Men in Black 3. That is correct, yes, because it's... um, that's not Tommy Lee Jones. That's Josh Brolin. Brolin. Josh Brolin, who played him as a younger yeah. version. Yeah. And uh, so he got it right, and we are going to give Mike this. Mike, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either see Sebastian Maniscalco, Fallout Boy, or I can give you a case of beer. Oh, I, I put him on hold, Case. Oh, okay. Uh, hang on. Mike, what do you want? I'll take the case of beer, guys. All right. Well, then you won a case of Workhorse Brewing Company's Par Punch, the perfect beer for the course of falling. It falls at uh, 5% ABV. (laughs) Juicy Ale offers a tropical punch aroma mixed with a blend of citrus juices, mango, and pineapple. You can grip it and rip it with Par Punch. All right. uh, Let me do another one here. This is another movie food clip for you. Let's play it. Could I have another Cabernet Sauvignon, please? (laughs) Another cake for you. I'm good, nice. That's okay, Philly. So, now how long have you been doing this peasant training thing? Oh, I'm sorry? What, what was the question? I was distracted by the half-masticated cow rolling around in your wide-open trap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, could you stand hearing those oh, lip-smacking noises? Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Order up. All right, and since that scene was about steak... We'll go to this particular story. We have a way to improve the piece of the steak that you are cooking at home, and it's a very, very simple thing. All right. Uh, it's a little thing I read about called the five-minute rule. The five-minute rule. So you leave it on the floor for five minutes? <laughs> no. It's not like the five-second oh, rule. Okay. It's the five-minute rule. Mom's making floor steak. <laughs> but it does have uh, something to do with leaving it there. So it, it actually is letting the meat rest after you cook it. Yeah. Uh, so you want to give Why your, is it so tired in the first place? Uh, ch- you want to give your steak a chance to rest after cooking. Uh, you I'm going to take a break. Throw your ribeye on the cutting board and walk away uh, for about five minutes or so. Now, 
Um, it's actually 10 minutes, they say, is the best. Uh, but the result is a juicier, more flavorful meal. And there is a little bit of science behind it. Okay. It allows the juices to reabsorb and redistribute within the meat. So there's, um, uh, as the steak cooks, the muscle fibers narrow and shrink, leaving the flav- flavorful wood no place to go but onto the surface. And that's why sometimes you'll see it kind of pooling up on top when you're so, cooking. Wait, it. is this, um, this is before you cut it or anything? Yes, correct. Okay. So it you- says if you slice Slice in immediately. Uh, the juices pour out, leaving you with a dry, flavorless piece of meat. But if you wait before slicing, the muscle fibers have a chance to relax, and the juices go back in. Yes, science. Yeah. So if you walk away, all right, five minutes, mm-hmm. and you walk away, and you look over your shoulder back at it, and it sees you looking, have you ruined it? No. In fact, that lets it know that you're interested. It's okay. Yeah. Steve, I thought you were going to say and there was nine cats up on the counter. Yeah, that's what happened uh, at my house. God almighty, it's insane. That's weird because I thought the five-second rule was if it takes longer, I mean five minutes, <laughs> if it's longer than five minutes to cook, you go to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. That's the Kathy five-minute yeah. right, right. rule. Yeah. It's called uh, the guppies rule. But it's allowing it to rest. And the same thing uh, is with other meats, things that you roast. So like a uh, like a turkey, you need to let that sit for a little while. Is there I usually let it should... sit for like 20 minutes to a half hour before I cut into it. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Leave it out. Yep. Um, I only usually only grill steaks. And uh, my grill, let me ask you, is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um is it time for me to get a new grill? Because I feel <laughs> yeah, like it's not. Probably. There's one little quadrant of the grill that gets like a ton of uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. flames. So and then... all, all grills have hot spots. Yeah. All right. And a, a way to find out where your hot spots are actually. Won't you teach you it? No, is to take some bread and put it on there. Oh, that's, um, a, good, that's a good method. You could put slices of sandwich bread and, and just for a few minutes and then you turn them over and you can see which spots are done more than the others, uh, which are more which are more toasted than the others. Um, and so grills are that way. But if you have an old grill, yeah, dude, it's probably the burners are probably clogged up. Uh-huh. You could you could clean it and and but like go get a Weber. So go go get something. That's I have a Weber. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, well, maybe clean a, it up. He has a, a Webster. <laughs> does it have a thermometer on the outside? Yes. Okay. Do you use that? Uh, and I do. Is it does it um, hold the heat consistently within the grill? Like the, I know there's a hot spot, but like if you have, I guess so. Okay. I guess so. I don't know, but there is one. There's just basically where the flame comes out from. Yeah. You know, that's where it, there's a there's a giant flame there, right, you know, right. and the rest is is more consistent. So you can get easy replacement parts. Uh, for um, I try to uh, for Weber, really? Yeah, they had the, those like there's these like little flavor. They're basically like yep. uh, long flavor bars, yeah, flavor bars. Mm-hmm. And uh, my flavor bars, <laughs> flavor <laughs> flavor bars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my flavor bars. Uh, they basically disintegrated, and I couldn't find replacements that fit my grill. You can get all the replacement parts by just buying a brand new. Yes, you can yeah, do that yeah, too, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're not that expensive. Nah, you know, yeah. you can get one for like two fifty or whatever. Um, all right, we will see if somebody knows what movie this particular clip is from. Luke, could I have another Cabernet Sauvignon, please? Another cake for you? I'm good, thanks. That's okay, Philly. So, now how long have you been doing this pepper training thing? I'm sorry? What, what was the question? I was distracted by the half-masticated cow <laughs> rolling around in your wide-open trap. All right, we're going to go to Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Movie, please. Miss Congeniality. Yes. That's correct. All right, Angela, we have a choice. Yes. Do you want to see Sebastian Maniscalco, Fallout Boy, or do you want a case of bear? 
Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. All right, hooking you up. You got a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. It's going to be on Friday, November 17th at the Borgata Event Center in Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now, and event dates run November 9th through the 18th. Visit theborgata.com for tickets and complete details. All right, uh, order up. Here's another one for you. Uh, I love this story. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, what? I was going to bring this up to you, I was, and I wonder, because I saw it in Acme yesterday. Is it the same thing I'm talking about? Here? I don't know. Is it his ice cream? No, it's cereal. He has, okay. he has freaking Snoop cereal. Okay. Freaking uh, Snoop cereal. Snoop Find cereal. out some information on that while I tell you about the fact that he's... Oh! Oh! He's partnered with Happy Company to create, and Steve, you'll remember this name, Dr. Bombay Ice Cream. Dr. Bombay was the doctor on Bewitched. Calling Dr. Bombay. Bombay. Calling Dr. <laughs> Bombay. Bombay. Emergency, come right away. Uh-huh. Uh, so I wonder why they've named it Dr. Bombay Maybe Ice he was cream. a big fan of Bewitched. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, so I know he, he's designing a new car called the Darren. The cool treat comes in seven flavors. Uh, you get bonus track brownie. Cocoa cream cookie dream, iced out orange cream, rolling in the dough, <clears throat> s'mores vibes, syrupy waffle sundaes, and tropical sherbet swizzle. Uh, they are now available at 3,500 Walmart stores. So ah. you've got Snoop Dogg and Walmart. Now I don't know anything about the um, the cereal. What, yeah. what did you What did you glean from that case? Uh, well, so it, it, the the cereal is called Snoop's uh, Snoop uh, cereal, and I was like, <laughs> okay, a good name. Well, but I was and the, the character on the front didn't look like Snoop Dogg or anything like that. But then you know where it would say like General yeah. Mills or whatever. The maker was Broadus. And that's his last name. Calvin yeah, Broadus is true. his name. Yeah. And so there are a couple of different uh, flavors. I was like, What's okay. the actual foundational flavor? What is it like? Is it like a, like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Well, is there's it like- one that's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. One that looked like maybe it was like uh, like a blueberry or like a blueberry type of cereal. Um, but I was like, do I want to buy it? And, and my wife would be so proud of me because I didn't buy it. Because uh, I'm such an impulse buyer, you know? Right. But uh, I was you, like, you I came home with right magical now. beans. <laughs> no, I just bought thirty dollars worth of chili dog ingredients instead, right. and a big foam hat. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, that is uh, that's available in uh, Walmart. All right, one more, and uh, I'm going to do the movie clip. All right, the movie clip, and this will be a last movie clip, and I'll, we'll do an ice cream one because we just had an ice cream story. All right, let's see if you know what movie this food clip is from. Here we go. You can help us, Russell. No, I, I'm supposed to stop you. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to be Benjamin's monkey boy the rest of your life? Is that it? Benjamin's my friend. No, Benjamin is no one's friend. If Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. All right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that's from. All right. So this is my final connoisseur story. And this is great. Uh, Passengers on a British Airways flight received one piece of KFC chicken each due to a catering mishap. They had... They each received one one piece. piece. <laughs> that was their meal. That was their meal. So did, did, did they at least get to select it out of the bucket? No. So, and this is what's what sucks about this too. It was a twelve hour flight. Oh man! Which you know they Stand usually enjoy that piece of chicken. It, on a on a flight that long, they'll probably serve like two full meals. Yes, absolutely. And a, and a snack in there yeah. somewhere too, because that's a that's a good chunk of the day. It's half a day. Good news, passengers. We have one row we're going to cut up. 
Uh, so those aboard the 12-hour flight from the Caribbean to London could not be given regular meals after the plane's carts were not chilled properly. So the food was bad. It was bad. They had to discard it, and the flight crew had no... They had to find an alternative. Uh, so according to a British Airways spokesperson, they said, our teams sprung into action and made sure our customers had something to eat. Oh, they sprung into action. Instagram video footage shows the crew handing out chicken from recognizable KFC buckets. So Here's your starburst. It's and here's your starburst. Apparently, it's all they could do. Oh, oh my God. No. Man. So they ran out, and they just got, uh, you know, a couple of buckets of chicken. What was this, Heathrow? Where were they coming out of? From the Caribbean to, to, oh, okay. uh, to London. Well, maybe, so that, maybe that was the only They idea. didn't have much of a choice. Uh, passengers ended up receiving a voucher upon landing. For um, a second piece of chicken. Uh, the airline said we had to wing it on that. Ah! Oh, they're so funny when their passengers are starving to death. Tell me what wingy. Right. Uh, let's see if you can identify this movie. Here we go. Hang on, I'm gonna play the clip. Here we go. You can help us, Russell. No, I'm not supposed to stop you. What are you gonna do? You're gonna be Benjamin's monkey boy the rest of your life. Is that it? Benjamin's my friend. No, Benjamin is no one's friend. If Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines. And dick. All right, let's see. <laughs> let's see if Sean knows. Hey, Sean. Privilege. 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 All right, give us an answer, Sean. What movie is that from? Wayne's World. That is correct. Yes. Does he get a choice? He gets a choice. All right. Sean, Sebastian Maniscalco, Fallout Boy or Beer? Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, all right. There right. you go. Hang well, on a second. Sebastian is going to be playing at the War God Event Center on Friday, November 17th. Tickets are on sale now, and event days run November 9th through the 18th, and you can visit theborgada.com for tickets and complete details. All right, and that is all I have. Yay! Connoisseur for you today. You sense people are liking it more? I do. Had some good stories yeah. in there today. All right, um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, actor Orlando Jones is going to be joining us in a little bit and some other things. Oh, by the way, I got this... Uh, a message uh, Marissa sent to me. It's from a Chef Eli Culp. He said, tell Preston I give him props for talking about letting your meat rest. Ah. It makes my heart happy. Ah. And he's a co-host with uh, Marissa on their podcast. Uh, which, Marissa, the name of your podcast again, please. Delicious City Philly. All right, Delicious City Philly. So, uh, my pleasure, Eli. We're educating here. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve, their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A reminder, next Thursday is Preston Steve Belly Flop Championship. You're invited to join us. We're going to be at the Valley Beach at Valley Forge Casino Resort. It's 6 to 8 p.m. It's an early event, and uh, it's outside, and you really get that beach vibe uh, there with the cabanas. and Tiki Bar, and they have food trucks, and it's going to be a great time. We've got our competitors. We're going to make the selections and finalize all that early next week, and uh, then we have the party next Thursday. We haven't had it in three years, so here we go. Awesome. Come out and join us for the event. We are uh, stoked uh, to bring that to you once again. Uh, we got 10 minutes or so before Orlando Jones uh, oh. gets in touch with us. Orlando. We'll play that right before we bring him on. For sure, he's got to hear that. But um, no, I figured we'd get a little time to kill here. So talking about the conflict in Ukraine, the time to kill a river. Wait, was it was the time killer? Was that no? No, wasn't that? Was it? No. Oh, by the way, real quick, I want to thank <laughs> mystery listener who sent me the T-shirt that I am wearing today. It's great. Yeah. Uh, back off, War Child. Seriously. And that's what it is. It says "Back off, World Ch- War Child." Seriously, and it's a picture of Bodie. Of uh, Patrick Swayze as Bodie. <laughs> Completely done up. Yeah. And, uh, and and I know who it was. A gal sent me an email saying that she, she, there was a package she was sending. I can't find the email, so I can't. Son of a bitch. Give her a plug and, and some love on the air. It but was even addressed to Warchild. It, was, it's, it said <laughs> to <laughs> Preston Warchild Elliot. <laughs> Which is hilarious. So thank you, and uh, email me so I can uh, I can thank you properly. Yes, Kathy. Uh, and then I oh I'm trying to find the damn Instagram. I want to thank um, that company that sent us those coolers. Uh, it oh, is those are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Lo- okay. Love Bug Company. Um, they're a, a small company, and uh, they did the Bitch Box years ago. They're awesome. Uh, and they sent me, Preston, and Casey these awesome cooler slash beach bags that yeah. they have now. They're really cool. So yeah, Nick and I love ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're for the beach. You guys don't. Oh, yeah, we- our regular beach when, guys. When, when on this planet would we ever be near a beach? <laughs> but they a are at seventy five percent water. The bag is like super durable. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and the cooler is neat, and it, it looks like it's made for mainly well anything. But it, the cans will fit perfectly in. Yes, look, and- look kind of shoddy to me. <laughs> Steve, I hate the beach. I can't stand it. I'm really glad they didn't send this one. Wait, what I love about the bags is you could just take a hose and clean it off, like hose it yeah. down. It's that yeah. material. Oh, no, they do look cool. They yeah. do. It sounds convenient. Yeah. Well, here's that the thing. Marissa and I are going to share one. Preston, you can share yours with Steve. Casey, you share yours with okay. Nick. Okay. 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 Well, you guys are down at the beach a lot more. Yeah, I gave it to the beach goers. Nick so. and I like to polish our Lamborghinis. <laughs> Um, hey, maybe Lambo sends Lambo something for you guys. Something. Two things. Uh, yeah. We like back prostitutes. To, to the uh, to the T-shirt again, Preston. <laughs> um, I watched that scene again recently. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's so silly yeah. and goofy. So your impression of Anthony Kiedis is hilarious and, and very spot on. Uh, and then my friend Matt just texted me at the name of his fantasy football team this fall. 
back off War Child. <laughs> I love oh, it. That would be a waste of time. And I want to give a shout to uh, Delco Johnskis because uh, the t-shirt company guy, uh, you know, he's uh, out of uh, Delco, but he made these stickers that are basically, you can see it, uh, the size of the um, uh, Sharpie marker. It just says, back off War Child. Seriously. <laughs> That's excellent. That. Yeah, I need that for, like, to put on my, the window of my, my car. Yeah. Well, yeah. can, can he hook you up? Um, well, uh, I think I could probably, I might be able to afford it. it it's payday. I mean, uh, look, you all got free coolers. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that whole movie is ridiculous. It is. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I do Roadhouse like is ridiculous. The dude throws I, a Rottweiler at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's running through backyards and he throws a dog at him. People right. don't understand that, yeah. that, that, yes, we acknowledge <laughs> that the script is terrible, yeah. but it is a blast mm-hmm. from I, beginning to end. I, I know we've had this conversation before. I, I do think it's overall a better movie than Roadhouse. Roadhouse is, yeah. is ridiculous. I'm a roadie. Yeah. I'm yeah. a roadie. That's your, you yeah. prefer Roadhouse yeah, I, to? Yes. Yeah, so okay. by, by mere ticks on the dial, but I, I, I'm a Roadhouse uh, fan. I, the, the director is Kath, <laughs> Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, right? then went yeah. on Hurt, Lock, yeah. uh, Hurt Locker. She's a former, uh, she's the ex of James Cameron. She's an yeah. accomplished uh, 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 director and writer, but the, the the, the dialogue is horrible. I think she did Zero Dark Thirty as well, maybe? Or, uh, anyway. Uh, but the, the skydiving scenes in Point Break, I think they're beautifully they, shot. Like, I it's agree. really well done. I agree. And Patrick Swayze worked really hard yeah. to uh, to be able to perform those aerial acrobatics that he does the, in that ever movie. Watch the documentary, I Am Patrick Swayze. They made a whole series of these movies. I Am Chris Farley, I Am Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, there, there are so many stunt guys who, like, were initially like ah this guy and he would win them over by working his ass off to mm. do stunts as you said the sky <clears throat> the skydiving sequence his martial arts and roadhouse i mean the guy was really committed yeah yeah now now i'm thinking of all the scenes in uh in point break uh that are a little bit ridiculous the football scene at night on the beach it's, yeah. it's ridiculous and, and and the exchange the dialogue at the fbi office oh my god it's overly yeah. macho yeah the the love story between him and uh, the chick from uh Lori Petty. The by the yeah. way yeah again i'm sorry i know i i i know it's all aesthetics and it's all subjective but no way that they're all freaking out over Lori petty mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree they could have gone a notch better. Yeah. Tank Girl is her, you know. She was cute in Tank Girl. Yeah. I thought. That was a quirky character, but. Um, no, if you've never seen Point Break, you owe it yourself to see it. What did you think of the remake? I thought it stunk. Point Break, I didn't even see uh, it. I, I don't even, need to. Didn't even give it two seconds of time. Wouldn't even yeah. piss on no. it. No. What were you going to say? Uh, no, because now we've we've eaten up enough time to where I don't want to dive into what what I had. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. With Lori Petty, I think uh, you know even like her hairstyle choice, like she wasn't surfer girl. You know what I mean? Like she was goth girl. She was goth She's girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have preferred you know like Bridget Fonda in uh, La Femme Nikita. No, uh, Jackie Brown. Okay, oh, like that type of character would have been good. She's hot, Jackie Brown. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I never saw Jackie Brown. That's it's, it's one that I need to see. Yeah. It's good. She it's bangs. A I would Robert love to. De Niro. Well, De Niro is in that. I would love to have seen him play the surfer girl in, in, uh, in <laughs> yes, Point Break. Yeah. You want to go surfing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more Point Break observations? Huh. 
Let me mm. think. It has a good laughable, as you said, with the throwing the dog, but that, that chase sequence is well-directed. It's great. Yeah. It's you know, actually we, very well done. We've gotten away from, uh, and the pandemic had a lot to do with it. We used to do more frequently movie nights, and they were always a lot of fun. And every now and then it'd be a movie that I'd never seen. Like, I never uh, saw Teen Witch until I watched it with you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. We yeah. were doing it, and we they had fun. the location. It used to be at the, at the truck, which yeah. was had a, a great uh, screen, and, and, you know, they would come down and the whole thing. and there'd Maybe be, we can try we, that again. I would love to do those again. Uh, those, yeah. those communal, because it's, it's all but gone because of... Um, you know, everyone watches things on their own schedule. Yeah, that Bryn Mawr, uh, Film Institute on 30s, yes. that might be a good spot to do. Yeah. Um, and also, we wanted to get, um, uh, oh my God, I can't even draw a blank, uh, Step Brothers. Oh, oh yeah. uh, Adam McKay. Adam, Adam McKay to come and do a, a Q&A. Uh, and he's on a screening of Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. have to work out the timing for it. Uh, we should uh, we should forward that notion to him again and see if he has any plans back here. And that would be a blast. That would be so sensational. No, uh, I that, think, you know, um, that Richard, would be, that would be a waste <laughs> of time. Richard Jenkins is talking, you know, he plays the father in, oh in, uh, Step, and he talks about, I saw a clip of him talking about the dinosaur speech. And so Adam McKay, you know, and, and when they're having the, uh, the Catalina wine mixer <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so he's explaining, you know, I wanted to be a dinosaur and I'll, you know, and I'd go around in the backyard and go, rah, rah, and my father would say, yeah, you stop that. You're 17. You know, to, and uh, that was all improv. Adam McKay said, J "Tell the guys that you wanted to be a dinosaur when you were a kid, and then just just go on it." Mm -hmm. And Jenkins says he goes over to Adam McKay after, and he goes, "I know, there's no way that's ending up in the movie." And, and McKay goes, "Oh yes, it is. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's perfect." The scene where they uh, where you realize they're both sleepwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have been oh. improving that. They were improving that the whole time. The sequence where they're bringing up the, like the tree and and the gift the packages and he's flipping them and throwing them on the bed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, it, it is it is again. It is a it is a movie that is great that would not classically be considered a great movie. Right. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, God, every the one thing, I would like to start a movement to free it from Comedy Central that seems to be the only place that airs it these days. Yeah. Get it back on a channel where you can play it with all the curses and everything intact. Right. But it's always frigging Comedy Central showing it. Going mm -hmm. back to Point Break, what, uh, what kind of sandwiches did uh, Busey want? <laughs> He meatball. wanted two of them. It, it, it yeah, wasn't a meatball sandwich. sandwich. It wasn't yeah. a hot dog. He said, right around the corner is this little place that sells meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever had. Yeah. Did you go give me two of them? <laughs> two Utah. Yeah. Utah, now, two. What, now, what does Utah <laughs> order while he's ordering uh, the... Um, John Wayne a casserole. No. While, while, uh, while he's ordering the meatball sandwiches. I know. I don't know. Okay. Tuna on whole wheat. Oh, what? Like oh, something very, 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 yeah, very, yeah. very conscious. What? From a cart? Uh, From I, a no, cart? I think it was a shop. Oh, okay. And I don't think it, it was, was a shop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, I could have used that for a freaking damn uh, one of one of our food clips for the connoisseur. They still can. I ruined yeah. it. No one's listening. Actually, yeah. there's a few other food <laughs> no moments. Nobody's listening right now. <laughs> a few other food moments. I, I keep writing these down. Yeah, uh, you have a journal. Movies. Yeah. You know, I, I, I came My to the, dear journal. I came to the realization that those movies, the '80s, especially the '80s, uh, they were terrible for like when people would get shot. Uh, like they would basically do gymnastics, you know what I mean? They were like some would, Boom! some would, and like you know, here, here's a you yeah. know a double cartwheel uh, back handspring. It depends on the movie, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, without for question. sake. Hang on, Adam uh, has a comment on Point Break. Hi, Adam, you're on the air. Good morning, Adam. Can you hear me? Adam, can you? Hear me? Oh, it's hey, Tyler? Tyler? What? That was so meek. Where the hell did we get Adam from? My name from? is Tyler. Hi, hi, Tyler. 
Hey, how's it going? I'm actually uh, the guy from Trivia Night that uh, play, Nick plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. G- give a plug for your I- trivia company. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Trivia Night at your place. It's on Twitch. Should yeah. we ask for Adam when we call him? Um, <laughs> yeah, you can ask for Adam. All right. What do you want to point out, Tyler, Adam? Yeah, I wanted to tell you about uh, Point Break Live. Uh, my friend and I went once in New York, and it's a dinner theater type <gasps> show. Oh, my we go God. in, and they pick a person from the crowd to be the Keanu character. <gasps> and Johnny that, Utah? That and they have they have um, cue cards, and they have a, a girl in all black. She's a stunt double. She stands next to him the whole time, and they act out the entire scene live, like the entire movie live. And they give the Keanu character the lines, and then when there's a fight scene, she pushes him out of the way, jumps in, does the fight scene, and then comes back and puts him back on. I love that, and to have him oh be the, the the person from the audience because. Johnny uh, in the movie is kind of is out of the loop, can't quite figure out what's going yeah. on. And, and the uh, audience votes on who gets to beat Keanu because they all have to do an impression. To what win. do you remember where this is in New York? I don't remember exactly where it was. We just we found it. It's if you look at Point Break Live, I think they did it a few places. Uh, but they even come out when they do the robbery scene. Uh-huh. They run out with water guns and spray everybody in the crowd, and there's fake money and stuff. see if we should. Cool. That's get, brilliant. Get, get them down here. That needs to come to Philadelphia. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're gonna, we're going to look into that, Tyler. Thank you for the heads up, bud. Hey, thank you. Have a All right, day. see you later. Point Break Live. Yeah. I got it. There's a website. There's one in Philly, it says here. What? Shut up. No. Scroll All down. Right. All right. Scroll we'll, down, Adam. We'll, we'll do some, some research on that. We have our guest on there. Right. Oh, All right. Right. Who's yeah. our guest? He's Orlando. Orlando. that just for him. Uh, his movie's called Till Death Do Us Part. We've had him on our program uh, many times throughout the years. It opens in select theaters August 4th. Please welcome Orlando Jones! Hey. To the show. Orlando! I'm like, girl, be quiet. <laughs> Let the music play, man. How, how you doing, Orlando? I'm fantabulous. By the way, the answer to that question is point break, just because Keanu Reeves has his shirt off. I don't even know what else y'all talking about. <laughs> you see man areolas, that's a winner. <laughs> How many movies have you been shirtless in? Uh, first of all, that ain't none of your business. <laughs> I did bottomless a couple of movies just because I'm a, you know, I'm an innovator. Oh, my God. That's the best. Um, listen, Orlando, the, the movie I had mentioned, uh, Till Death Does Part, it's interesting because I had I'd read the, your, the title of your character. It says Groomsman 4, and I'm like, that's like an extras title. You know, it's what it sounded like to me. But I realize it's a way different setup, and and it's, it's unique in that uh, there are several people that are after this person, and they all have to be they all have to do with the wedding party correct correct exactly exactly the wedding party is essentially a bunch of assassins okay. uh, that's that's the bottom line and this one decides she wants to break ranks because she married one of us and now she wants to live the other life and mm. we're like no honey that ain't how that go mm. uh, <laughs> i love so, this i love this concept yeah like like a, re- a high concept revenge concept i love this stuff and apparently they're you're all part of an organ called the academy this sort of a uh, secretive academy as you said assassins and and so she's a liability if she breaks from the family correct 
I don't know how come she can't keep her mouth. I mean, a rat is a rat. It is. <laughs> so yeah, and she she's break. She basically marries one of our brethren and then decides she wants to pull him out and go her own way. And of course, we can't have that. And you know, I'm a huge fan of these types of movies. They're and, great. You know, they don't really make these type of you know crazy movies, particularly with a a female. <laughs> yeah. A, a bride as the actual you know badass killer. So uh, I, I thought it was kind of amazing and really fun to do. Well, you meant you know obviously in Kill Bill she was called the bride. Oh, you know, yeah. Right. So, so, that uh, is correct. Right. So, so, um, and Natalie Byrne, I was not that familiar with. I remember, I think I saw her in one of the Expendables movies. She plays the bride, and, and I don't know if she has any martial arts training, but she's, she goes full kick ass in this thing. She, she has a, a lot of training. Former dancer, ballet dancer, uh, martial artist. She's also, you know, she's not, you know, five foot one. Yeah. She does. <laughs> she's right. like five ten, five eleven. So she, you know, she is a force to be reckoned with and, and, and fun to fight with, I have to say. Thank, thanks for mentioning that, too, because, listen, I love women doing action movies. I'm a Lara Croft fan and the video games and superhero stuff for, for, forever. But when you, <laughs> this recent trend of having a woman who's 80 pounds and 4'11", like, really? Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, you, I mean, it's not even realistic, right? Yeah. You feel like you sneeze as you go across the room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yes. I, just sheer physics make that impossible. So, I'm, I, yeah, she looks like she could handle herself. So, and these. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Orlando, these were the kind of movies like I always call them. The, the, like they, there was a great period in the seventies, high concept, where you you get like the Warriors came out of the seventies. You know, um, Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> they were yes. great. Yeah, yes. amazing. I mean, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez have made a career. Yeah, out of you know making those types of movies. And I've known Tim Woodward since he was a filmmaker in North Carolina. So he literally called me. I think it was like two days before they were about to start, and they were like. Like, we would really love for you to come do this. And I read it, and I was like, yes, I will yeah. come do this. Because she's not five foot two, and I believe she can fight. Uh, <laughs> and when I got into a thing with her, we were rehearsing and whatnot. I'm like, ah, okay, you spent a lot of time in the weight room. You were not messing around right All now. Right. It, right. And that, that reads right on the screen. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. She's a murderer. She's unbelievable with it. I, I, I tip my hat to her, actually. So, Orlando, if you're playing an assassin and these other guys are, do, do each of you have, like, a specified method of murder or weapon speciality or anything like that? We are. We kind. Of, we don't reveal what that is in the movie. You end up finding that out because we we're at a wedding party, right? Yeah. We, we thought we were just rolling in to grab the bride who was having some cold feet issues. We kind of stumble into realizing we've got ourselves into a situation. Okay. Um, I'm obviously the sexy dark chocolate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sexy yeah, dark chocolate. Nickname. Yeah. yeah. They call yeah. me Folgers because I'm dark and rich. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> how I, um, <laughs> All right. But I, you know, I love the idea of doing this type of film primarily because it gives you like a duality to play right on one level this guy's not messing around but on another level he's looking at his comrades like come on dude we showed up here to get the bride everybody relax so he kind of slowly realizes he starts off thinking this isn't a big deal and about you know, two kills later he's like oh hold the hell up what? yeah no this is, listen it works every time a movie like this for me a whole look at the success John Wick series based on he has a, his, his, his with my man Keanu yeah his yeah. pu- his puppy's murdered, uh, and he, you know, and then and that sets off this whole chain. So stuff like this is great. Uh, I see that Jason, Jason Patrick is in it as well. Do you do you share screen time? I from I understand he's in flashbacks primarily. 
Yes. Uh, Jason is filling you in on a, the whole sort of backstory and another madness of it. We are we are not together on camera in this one because he's not you know he's not a part of our he's not a part of our active clique of getting uh, getting stuff done. He's more of a you know a Charlie from Charlie's Angels uh, overseer type guy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this: Film Threat, which is a for for um, uh, like uh, cult film fanatics like myself, uh, they're very revered and they gave a great review to the movie and they're saying it's a surprising little action and they give it an 8 out of 10, so that that, that, that bodes well because they could be pretty critical, and they loved it. They're super critical. Look, we had an A Cinema score, which is a little crazy, and frankly, if you spent your money on the Barbie movie, go have some real fun. I didn't know what was... I took my daughter for her 13th birthday, right? And we thought it was going to be super fun, and uh, my six-year-old leaned over to me, and she said, Daddy, what's patriarchy? <laughs> uh, we crossed the line here already. Huh? <laughs> well, you're in, you're in a series that's doing, um, and I, I wasn't familiar with it. It's on Apple Plus, Swagger, and it's it's basically Kevin Durant's memories as a kid. Correct. Um, it is based loosely on Kevin Durant's transition from being, you know, a, a young uh, high school phenom who then jumped straight to the pros. Uh, but the producers are uh, the director of one, Woman King, uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood and Reggie Prince-Bythewood. Beautiful, gorgeous, uh, critically acclaimed uh, sort of thing. Uh, but on Swag- uh, Swagger's on Apple TV, amazing. And I think that was the trouble of this movie. I was shooting Abbott Elementary, Swagger, Winning Time for HBO, Jesus. and then this. Simultaneously, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're you're you're. People love you on Abbott Elementary. I do. We we love the series. Obviously, it takes place here in in, in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, do you have any now with everything on strike or whatever? We don't know what's going on, but uh, I assume yeah. the plan is for you to return. You're you're a pretty big a big character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's been obviously the plan for me to go back and do all that madness. But first, I'm just trying to clarify that every little bug-eyed black boy you see on TV don't belong to me. That's not my son. <laughs> right, most of my kids wind up in the Kleenex next to the bed. I just want to be very clear. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't understand how often I get this. They call that... Original. I saw this lady the other day, and she walked up to me, and she says, oh, my God, you're that man from Abbott Elementary. And I said, no, I don't think I'm who you think I am. She goes, yes, I know you because you on Everybody Hates Chris. And I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> right. I'm both of those Joes, mm-hmm. but I'm not Tyler James Williams. What's happening right now? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, that you, you honestly, you that that would work. You would you would probably lose on the Maury show during the uh, paternity <laughs> episode because you guys do look a lot alike. I'm not paying child support for that boy. This is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> All right. We know you got to run to Orlando. We love talking to you. Thanks so much for checking again. Uh, checking in again. Death uh, Till Death to His Part is opening up on August 5th. Take care of yourself, man. All right. You too, brother. Have All right. Break. We'll see you. Orlando Jones. I'm a sucker for the replacement still. Yeah. I would love oh, to have talked to him a, a little bit about that, but there was plenty to go to. But there, think about it. Like, John Favreau was in that movie. There, oh, was, yeah. there were a bunch of people in that cast. Yeah. Uh, that, who, was the, um, who was the big Hawaiian? Um, oh, wait. Are you thinking? I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking of the other one. Ireland. Necessary roughness. Yeah, necessary roughness. Uh, yeah. No, but who else was in it? was the guy that, who was the field goal kicker. That, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah. And no, he was, uh, his name is Reese Siphons or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been in tons of stuff he as has, well. He's he in Harry Potter. 
Is yes. He yeah, was. Yeah. Xenophilius Lovegood. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the father of But uh, I went to the uh, I went to the um, press junket for Evolution, and I got to meet and hang out with Orlando for a little while. And uh, who else was in that? Uh, David Julie Cudney, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. It was not a good movie. I mean, it, it was, and it was an Ivan Reitman film. Yeah. yeah, I met Ivan Reitman as well. But, like, being this close to Julianne Moore was oh. just... Awesome. Stunning woman. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And was Orlando the Make 7 Up Yours guy? No. Make 7 oh. Up Yours. It might have been. Because uh, they did have a campaign. Not the old Uncola 7-Up uh, campaign. Right. It was Jeffrey Holder. Yeah. yeah but, it was uh, a t-shirt that said Make 7 on the front and then said Up, up yours, yours on the back. Yeah. Might have been him. That's was it. it? 1999 to 2002. That. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. nice. That's cool. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day, I forgot who it was, about your, uh, you talk about press junkets and things like that, your Ryan Reynolds story. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Ryan Reynolds, Wrexham is in town tonight to play the Union. Uh, and, and you guys were at the junket, junket for um, Van and Wilder. Wilder. And they were, there was a party in a bar. Yeah. And you got, you had, how did you end up out of the bar with him? Well, so there was a party upstairs that was just for the VIPs. It was just for the stars of the movie and Sugar Cult. Yeah. I'm yeah. bouncing off the walls again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Uh, there, there, I think that song was maybe used in the movie. But uh, so that party was just for them. All the radio people that were on the junket were allowed in the bar. But yeah. uh, so anyway, I'm walking out of the bathroom <coughs> and there's Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, oh, and he was in our studio. And you guys uh, made sure that when he came in to visit us, that we gave him a, the stack of Sonic Session CDs. I don't remember him being in our studio. He was in our studio in media. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, oh I know you mentioned God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I we believe, used to do that. We used to give the full catalogs to sort yeah. of suck up to them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was media. But anyway, so, but giving him that stack of CDs made him remember me. Okay. And anyway, uh, he invited, he's like, oh, let's go upstairs, man. I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm like, it's it's just for, for you guys. He's like, well, no, you come with me. And so we went and grabbed my wife, uh, who I think was just my fiance at the time. And brought us upstairs. And, and we hung out with Tara Reed. Yeah, but on the way in, yeah. uh, the security guard wasn't going to let like, him in. No, he's like, no, no, you guys can't come in here. And Ryan goes, no, 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 they're with me. And he goes, no, 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 you can't come in here. And he goes, ah. And Ryan is a yeah. sweet guy. He yeah. goes, yeah. Um, you know, just take a look at the poster behind you, right? And the guy turns around, there's a giant poster <laughs> of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and the security guard was like, I'm so sorry. You know? <laughs> and um, and so he, he brought us in, and I got to hang with him. And Tara awesome. Reed and um, uh, see, oh, see that, Casey. That's so we were hoping Ryan, Ryan was going to be in. I know for this. I wanted yeah. to see and if he's he remembered not. us. Yeah, and and I I bet you he's the kind of guy I bet you would remember something like from that. what I hear. Uh, he is just a sweet. Like still to the because yeah. even there like his star was rising. I think he was in a couple of shows, two guys, that, girls, and a pizza place. He was also in the series, the, the series out of uh, the the. Uh, he was on the kids show. The uh, the God, what was the name of it? It's a good question. Well, oh, no. he was in a. He, I used to watch him on a show called Fifteen. It was a soap opera. That's it. That was. Uh, it was out of Canada. Was it was it out not? of Canada, and I watched him in that. And the only other person that I've ever seen come from that show is a guy who ended up being on. Do you remember the show Love It or List It? Peter North. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so he wasn't. There was a different. There were two Love It or List It's on HGTV, and so there was a guy that was on the second version of Love uh-huh. It or List It, but. 
like, but I remember watching him on that show 15. I watched that every day when I got home from high school. I don't know why. It was terrible. But I, I still watched every okay. single episode. Mm. But Ryan Reynolds was uh, the star of that show? He was, well, no, he was the little brother. Little okay. brother, Billy. He was right. 14. Yeah. But I just, I love that story. He's, yeah. He was cool and, and continues to be that way, so it seems. And uh, yeah. So and not here. So he and uh, Rob McElhenney have their uh, their uh, football team, uh, Wrexham, and they're playing uh, the Union tonight. And Marissa told me it's all but sold out. Like, there's a handful of, like, single tickets uh, if you want to get uh, tickets oh, to the yeah. show. This is a sh- so, basically, so it's not it's not the, the um, it's the support team for the Union, correct? It's, it's the Union team, team, right? Two. Union it's like the AAA team, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, but it's but it's uh, the, the the facility, everything to see it there in person. It's a blast if you've never been. Here, Marissa sent this over for us. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Whoa, I'm looking like a fool again. Whoa, through reputation. One more song for the radio station. I'm bouncing off the walls. Sugar cold. All right, why don't we take a break and come back in a second and get your B-file and keep things moving forward. It is a Friday, after all. We'll uh, return shortly. Do I have more of these to give away? One more. All right, let's do this now. $25 gift card for Jersey Mike's. If you're headed to a summer picnic, be calling number 15 right now, 215-263-WMMO. We'll set you up. Backyard, adventure, a beach day, any of these things. Jersey Mike's has you covered with everything you need to beat the summer heat with cold and crunchy chips. And you can order on the app and pick up on your way as well. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brett Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to get right into it with a story that involves a motorist that got out of her car naked and started firing a gun into the air on Tuesday. Where was she keeping that gun? This was in uh, the San Francisco area. Uh, According to the California Highway Patrol, there was a report of a reckless driver. The caller told 911 dispatchers the driver appeared to have a gun. The driver stopped. On the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge, known locally as the Bay Bridge, and a part of I-80 and got out of her car while wielding a knife and yelled at other drivers. She got back into the car, but soon stopped near the toll plaza. This time, she allegedly exited the car naked and was carrying a gun before firing shots into the air and at other vehicles, too. So I was looking at the footage, and I've never been happier for the technology that blurs things. Yeah. Law enforcement arrested her. She was taken from the bridge in an ambulance. Several lanes of traffic were temporarily shut down so officers could look for shell casings. Right. Uh, No injuries were reported, and her identity was not released. There was no word on what prompted her to do what she was seen on the video doing. But she was just popping off rounds. 
a teenager, this is wild, uh, who had been missing since ni- since 2019 has now been found. So four years later. Yeah. But what happened is still a mystery. Alicia Navarro, who is now 18, walked into a police station in a Montana town after disappearing four years ago. Uh, police say the young woman is healthy and happy, uh, but a little overwhelmed. And there are a lot of questions regarding what happened, and an investigation is ongoing. Navarro reportedly said that one hurt her and is sorry for the pain that she caused her mother. So, no explanation, so I, nothing. I, I read some a couple of stories, and, and I don't know if she it's was vague. a runaway yeah. or if she was abducted. It seems like she was a runaway. That's what it sounds like. Was she aware of the Tiger King? Um, that's a good That'd question. A good, yeah. Uh, the girl's mother had a message for families with missing loved ones saying, I want you to use this case as an example that miracles do exist. So uh, I'm sure we'll have a follow-up on that. Sure. Uh, hmm. That's a mystery. A 12-year-old Georgia boy is charged with breaking into dozens of cars of which he isn't even old enough to drive. You little son of a bitch. The Griffin Police Department said the unidentified boy was arrested on Wednesday. He's been charged with over 84 counts of entering an auto. You go to your room, young man. And an additional five counts of criminal trespass. Officials say even more charges are pending. He's also a pimp. Several businesses along the North Expressway corridor reported a string of car thefts over the past month. You know that statistically, a tremendous amount of the carjackings that are occurring around Philadelphia, underage. People who don't even have kids, don't even have licenses, 14, 15 years old. So the, did you say the majority of them A are? large portion of them. Okay. So when when my neighbor's car, uh, they were trying to break into it because it was a Kia, mm-hmm. and they were going to use that USB method, the police officer that responded said there is a substantial amount of underage car theft going on. Camera footage helped detectives identify the suspect, and authorities have not identified the boy because of his age. A man has been terrorizing residents of an East Hollywood apartment building and creeping around the complex naked. Here's another naked story. Well, we have a we have a girl for you. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. You interested in going to San Francisco? I love to. Uh, fearful. You can poop on the streets there. That's right. And uh, unfortunately, you hear Tony Bennett dying. I, I know it's what sad. What a loss. <laughs> you know he was Sinatra's favorite crooner. I knew that. Poop in my hands. Fearful residents. Oh my god. Fearful residents in the complex say the naked man keeps uh, breaking in, walking around naked, and disturbing the peace. Resident Vanessa Solgero said he was walking around naked one night, just full on naked. He needs a naked. He needs a naked attorney. I wasn't able to sleep there uh, the last week or so. She said it developed really bad insomnia, really bad anxiety, and I know everyone else has been feeling the same thing. Maybe drink some more milk. The strange man was also caught on home surveillance camera carrying a large knife and on one occasion carrying a knife and a mask during a separate incident. That's not good. Residents say the unwelcoming... That's a bad combination. Visits started after another woman was taken into a psychiatric hold after terrorizing those same residents and threatening to blow up the building. Might be time to move. She moved to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since, I just like the environment. Since then, new unwanted visitors, including the man, have come looking for her. Uh, the apartment manager safe around here. Left a note on the tenant store saying that they are acting within the parameters of the law, but residents are demanding that more how, should be done. How is walking around naked acting within the parameters of the law? It's a good question. Yeah. It's a very good question. All right. Um, here is, let's see, let's go with uh, this one. A fisherman reeled in a surprise catch when he pulled a human foot from the waters of a lake around 11 a.m. Monday in Quebec, police Ooh, said. That's a beauty. Uh, <laughs> 
You went to feet? <laughs> it travels, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Quebec's provincial police said uh, a Monday news release, the fishermen caught the human remains in Lac de Père. Put up a hell of a fight. A forensic identification team and divers from the provincial police force are going to be on site to try and identify uh, what this foot means. And Do you remember? There was it. Is was, was it in Seattle? Yeah, it was in somewhere in Washington State. And it was they were finding feet yeah, along like the beach, regularly. human feet. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. A uh, 40-year-old uh, singer, uh, Brocard, I guess is her name, of Oxfordshire, England, married the spirit of a Victorian soldier last year, but the two are headed for Splitsville. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Bocard says she met the ghost of Eduardo on a stormy night in Ooh, 2021. The two, exotic. The two were inseparable, but now the pair is having relationship problems. Uh, um, first, they couldn't decide on a wedding date. And after the ceremony, Eduardo came overly intoxicated during their honeymoon. That's the problem with the ghost lover. You never yeah. know if they're inside. Yeah. And he had whiskey D. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Brocard now says her ex is now ghosting oh. her for the late Marilyn Monroe who wow. she spotted at their wedding chapel. Oh, if you're going to be dumped for someone, I mean, Marilyn you can't. Monroe. Yeah, that's might be easier to accept. Alright, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, the Bizarre File. One final break to take. No, uh, no not one final no, break to take. On. Another break to take. Yes. What's wrong with you? And then we're going to do the lesson question trash and music news when we get back. Stay down. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning. Uh, we have a concert-related Word of the Week prize that we'll give away just a little while. we got some other things we need to give away, so why don't we do that right about now via the lesson question. Mm-hmm. And today's prize pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons World Tour live broadcast coming to movie theaters nationwide, two nights only, August 18th and 20th. And the question we pose to you is this. What is John Wayne's secret ingredient for his casserole? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. 
<laughs> actually had the recipe for a casserole that was created by John Wayne. And we'll see if you heard what the secret recipe was or the secret ingredient, according to him. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. I brought to you this morning by Sport and Social. You can cheer on the Fightins just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social, and, and uh, which is inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. And you can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Hulk Hogan announcing he is engaged to his girlfriend, yoga instructor Sky Daly. Hogan says Sky is absolutely everything he wants in a granddaughter. Oh. <laughs> A mistrial has been declared in, and bear with me on this, in hip-hop double murder case of YNW Melly and his co-defendant YNW Bortland, who were accused of killing Christopher Juvie Thompson Jr. and Anthony Sack Chaser Williams in 2018. The decision was delivered by Judge James. I should have gone to medical school, Smith. <laughs> Sack Chaser? Sack Chaser. Okay, it's a new one for me. That's all legitimate names. Mm. And finally, Cardi B revealing that she spent $20,000 on custom swings for her daughter, Culture. Cardi says, just like every other kid, Culture is spending more time playing with what the swings came in, a cargo ship. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Let's see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this. Um, What was the secret ingredient for John Wayne's casserole? And uh, we'll go to Craig for the answer. Hi, Craig. Hey, what's up, bitches? Hi, bitch. We need to know the answer. What's the secret ingredient in John Wayne's casserole? It's dog Duke. Yeah, it's dog. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of Duke. All right, hang on, my man. You are winner. And we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons World Tour live broadcast, which is coming to movie theaters nationwide for two nights, only August 18th and 20th. Experience the M72 World Tour on the big screen live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. You can see the band playing two nights with two completely different sets. For tickets and a list of area theaters, visit Metallica.film. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Rita's our sponsor. You had Rita's try the new peach ring ice or add delicious frozen custard for a peach ring gelati or as a peach ring frozen drink. Uh, We talked about this earlier this morning in the Entertainment Report. This is sad news. Randy Meisner, the retired co-founding member of the Eagles, has passed away at the age of 77. A statement was released last Thursday. He passed away in Los Angeles on Wednesday night due to complications from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Do you know what's interesting, Preston? I know you've watched the Eagles documentary over and over. I have. I love it. Whenever I get a chunk of time, I'll just put it on and, and crank up the surround system and just love everything that I'm hearing. And he's because of that, he seems that age. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? Eternally. So eternally, he's yeah. kind of locked in that, which is kind of cool in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. The bassist, along with Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and Bernie Leadon, formed the Eagles in 1971. He co-wrote the song, uh, Take It to the Limit, which, of course, he sang and contributed to several of the rock band's most beloved albums, including Desperado, Eagles on the Border, One of These Nights, and Hotel California. Uh, the iconic band posted in part, Randy was an integral part of the Eagles and instrumental in the early success of the band. His vocal range was <laughs> astonishing, as is evident on his signature ballad, Take to the Limit. So we have a clip of that live here. Yes. 
uh, when he really hits the high notes at the very, very end of the song. Vocally, band-wise, what? I mean, obviously the Beatles. Uh, oh. You know, you know what I'm going to Best harmonies? Yeah. Uh, I would put the Eagles right up there with them. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, just so rich and and uh, and and the, the tone of each of their voices meshes so well together. There was, uh, who was I listening to not that long ago that I said I thought they ranked up there? I think the Doobie Brothers are oh, yeah. overlooked, yes. vocally powerful band. And you hear some of their songs. If you listen to, uh, you know, listen to the music and that chorus of, you know, well, listen to the music and you break down those vocal parts, it is, it's so damn good. So tasty. The Mom, Gibbons kids? My, uh, Gibbons kids. Mamas and the Papas. Yes. A really great blend of four voices as well. Um, but but they're, you know... That I, and they could do that live. I was telling Kyle, because I got a chance to play with his band, the FM band, playing with great singers is just the greatest treat. Yeah. I mean, it's just... When you get that... That that fat sound from four different parts of, of harmony. It's, you just can't beat it. It's just so awesome. And I think the Eagles and the Beatles yeah. and these guys are way at the top there. And I know I'm missing those. And there are there are tons know, of them. There are vocal yeah. groups that have unbelievable harmonies. There's some people you've probably never heard of. There's a group called Take Six that are that's a six part harmony uh, acapella group that's just you can't believe what they could do. The Pelotonics, you know, and stuff yes. like that. Beach Boys. Yeah. Beach Boys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. They rank way up there. As, so, the greatest ever. So, all right. So we gotta let this get to the yeah. get to the chorus. Love so. this. This is so awesome. But I'm telling you, when I went to see the Eagles at the Hellfreeze Overture, and I told you guys that's my yeah, well, favorite that's, that's my favorite concert. It was because of the vocals and how Done strong they are. In real time, live. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Don Felder once called Randy Meisner the sweetest man in the music business. Uh, prior to his success with the Eagles, he was a bassist for the band Poco. Uh, in the early 1980s, he actually charted some solo songs on the Billboard Pop Charts. He had a duet with uh, Kim Carnes called Deep Inside My Heart and Hearts on Fire. And the high harmony vocalist also uh, played and sang on other artist records, including James Taylor's Sweet Baby James album. Poco's uh, In the Heart of the Night is one of my favorite songs of all time. In 1998, uh, when the Eagles were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he performed Take It Easy in Hotel California with them. Uh, he was born in 1946 in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Was married twice, first time when he was still in his teens, and he was married to his second wife until she passed away in 2016, and he had three children. So, um, a sad loss in the world of uh, great music. CSMY. Uh, CSMY? 
Yeah, Pocahontas. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's staring you right in the face. Oh, right? my God. So that was that was a band that was lightning in, in, yeah. in a bottle the moment. It was Joni Mitchell was like, look, they're all standing around. And they harmonize in the, in the kitchen. If you, if you, the, 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 uh, the David Crosby documentary, he documents, they go back to the, the house. He's, they're standing outside the house, which at this time belongs to someone else. But he's saying it was right up in that room there. And they started just singing. And everyone was like, ah. Uh, yeah, got some. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Audience members Klein, Rudolf Schenker, and Matthias Jobs have been awarded by the Prime Minister of their hometown of Hanover, Germany with the Great Lowry Saxony Cross of Merit. Good for the Yabber. Uh, the award is given to recognize one's, uh, one's service to the state. Uh, the band shared a photo from the event and wrote it was a fantastic celebration. We would like to thank Prime Minister Stephen Wheel and the state of Lower Saxony for the presentation of this wonderful honor. Did they mention what they served at the dinner? Uh, what they what? The dinner, the awards dinner? Uh, no, they did was not. Was it chicken marsala? Uh, it probably was. Yeah. Uh, Germany, though, right? I mean, yeah, maybe it was um, like a Wiener schnitzel. Schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel masala. <laughs> or some knockwurst or something. Uh, the Prime Minister pointed out that they have always promoted peace in their lyrics. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the Pretenders have dropped a new single from their upcoming studio album, Relentless. Chrissy Hind says, A Love, which is the name of the song, Goal. is the most traditional Pretender-sounding song on the album. She commented through a press release and said, and this is a standard Chrissy Hind type of thing, uh, I often see love and relationships almost in the same vein as drug addiction. Although, having said that, I know I am jaded and cynical. Uh, the new video features footage of legendary bands recent live run at small UK clubs and is now streaming on YouTube if you'd like to see that uh, they are currently on tour and doing some shows with Guns N' Roses I wonder what that's like by the way yeah and that is the last story in music news for you this morning alright this is our final break we'll come back in a second we'll uh, get the letter of the day give away the word of the week prize and then we will turn things over to the master the Aero Bear we'll be right back Steve Show Podcast 93.3 WMMR Everything That Rocks Ah, 10.36 and uh, warm today you've heard all about it you've heard the warnings and all that stuff yeah, today is the peak of the heat yesterday actually we got a little bit of a break I thought it was fine could have been a lot worse that cloud cover helped out uh, a bit it's not going to be here today so the 95 degree range is going to feel augmented by the humidity and the sun Uh, so just heads up on that but uh, we get breaks tomorrow 92 Uh, some afternoon thunderstorms that brings in cooler weather with Sunday Monday and Tuesday topping off at 82 degrees yeah wonderful I wonder what the weather will be like for we've had a history of Toasty belly flop challenges. I wonder yes. what. I wonder what the uh, long term is. I've not looked into next Thursday. We'd have to look at the there's uh, shade and everything back there, and you obviously have the pool and all that. But it's nice yeah. if it's not a thousand. I do remember a couple times where I was like, "Dude, it's freaking <laughs> it was hot like, out here." It was back sweat season one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when me and Richard Curtis is that mm-hmm. his last name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We wore like basically the same outfit to the event. <laughs> yes, and we looked like we were uh, a honeymoon mm-hmm. or a couple mm-hmm. going on their honeymoon on a. Bruce. Yep. It was, <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, well, you are you free know. to join. Oh, it's 81 degrees. Not bad. Oh, that's fantastic. Even oh. more reason to come down. Yeah, if it turns out to be that, that's wonderful. So it's like being at the beach. They've got, you know, it's sand and tiki bars and, and uh, 
obviously the pool and decks and uh, there's a, a, a food truck there. And Pierre, there. did you hear about this? They're having a special sandwich called the Pierre Burger. I did hear about this. And uh, I need to find out which food truck that is because I don't know off the top of my head. But um, how can you not order the Pierre Burger? It's, it's a vegetarian burger. Of right. Yeah. And the, is this being made by the food truck or yes. by the... Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. So it is by the truck from what I've been told. So that'll be served. It's uh, next Thursday, 6 to 8, not crazy late. And uh, come join us, please. Uh, 21 and over event. Lots of uh, beverages and a damn good time. And people making a lot of waves in the pool. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's so the video is running. And as you pointed out many times before, uh, it, it, we've had very thin people... Just crush it at yeah. the Belly Flop Challenge. Yep. The, the themes are great. That's, yeah. that's what makes it. Yes. Uh, so we've got some really good ones that we've been uh, taking a peek at, and we'll reveal who the contestants are next week. It's going to be cool. Uh, thank you to Orlando Jones. Yay! Came on the program. His uh, film is called Till Death Do Us Part. It is in theaters on August 4th. And thank you to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. So nice. They brought lots of lunch for the staff here. And uh, I want to thank Usman uh, Chaudhry, who, uh, or, Ch- yeah, I think that's how you say his last name, uh, from the Feasterville store. And uh, he made all this food for us, and it was wonderful, and we are very happy to pass along the goodies like we did today. And they have uh, the lunch boxes, which you can grab, which are fantastic. All right, shall we get prepared to give away our prize, sir? I think so. All right, let's do this now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in love. I'm going to take the first caller. Very rarely do that. First caller at 215-263-WMMR who knows the word of the week. Call now and we'll see if we can set you up with that prize. Excellent. Uh, some good things in store? Many, many, and more. Uh, I will have uh, one more pair of Outlaw Music Festival tickets. Uh, and I think we have Willie on vinyl. Uh, if we do, we're going to play that as our vinyl cut later on. Uh, and that features Willie Nelson um, next weekend, August 5th. Uh, also... Uh, we will have Papa Roach for Jacoby's birthday. We have a block of Santana uh, at the Hard Rock tonight and tomorrow. And also uh, at the FM Center tonight over in Camden, you've got Godsmack and Stained. So all of those will be uh, covered in var- various forms in the workforce blocks. You know, I casually hypothesize that this was probably a wildly inventive week for the Pierre Robert show. Yeah. <laughs> Only because... There was a lack of oversight. Uh, well, Would that be correct? Uh, that there is uh, some truth to that. Um, however, oversight has never stopped me before. No, that's uh, true. So when you remove what little there is, or that you adhere to, right? Um, I see. I don't see much reason for oversight. Um, you know, we know how to do this, so you know it's all good. Bill's out of town. For those who don't know, and so is Chuck. They're, both of the bosses are away. <laughs> and it is the duty of the mice to play. That it is. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It's their duty. All right. Let's see if we can get a winner. Our first caller is Sammy. Hey, Sammy. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that would well be a waste of time. Back off, Sammy. Seriously. <laughs> Back off, poor child. Seriously. Uh, what Seriously. is? What's our word of the week, buddy? <laughs> Carl. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Oh, no. What is he? No. You said Carl, C-A-R-L? Carl, yeah. good oh. to see you. Pierre says no. Um, no. Okay. I'm sorry, buddy. Yesterday's letter, oh, I'm really man. sorry. Oh, yesterday's letter. Oh, uh, oh. Was, uh, 
Oh, that's, uh, he's right. That I remember. Mean, that would have meant uh, yesterday's letter was R, and I'm you really said sorry, Carl, but uh, it's not Carl. Okay. Oh, right. Rare that we don't get this. Uh, we'll get Mike. No. Uh, see if he knows. Hi, Mike. All right, Mikey there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is the word? The word is call. Great. Call. Day in the did say L yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and yes, previous caller did say Carl for sure. All right. Hang on, bud. We're going to set you up with a pair of great seats, VIP passes, and a PRS guitar signed by Godsmack for the Godsmack and Stain show tonight, my man. Okay? Yes. Thank you, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, uh-huh. buddy. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And they're playing at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, MMR's Rock Residency. And uh, tickets available at, uh, you can go, in fact, you can go to, you can text the word Godsmack 39333, and we'll send you the link over and picture the guitar and all that good stuff. Nice. So make sure you do that. All righty then. I would like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now opening King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on the program, comedian uh, Gary Owen. Oh. One of the guests I'll mention here and we'll add to that list later on. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Um, and if you're going to the Union game tonight against Wrexham, maybe we'll see you there. A few yes. of us are going to the game. So have a great weekend. Safe weekend. Bye-bye. Trust Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing, The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.